0: Hephaestus, Hephaestus keyed in on my key point here initially, which is that if you have attention, you've got the value. So Hephaestus is a, um, a vibrant member of this community and also a... Um, you, i mean is it proper to call you a marketer like is that like what you like what do you do yeah I think it's fair. <laughs> okay okay <laughs> yeah so he's he's a fellow marketer um one of the things that he does a lot of stuff but one of the things i know you did was you um you basically started a tiktok account once you like we were talking about it a lot uh, on the mm-hmm. stream you started a tiktok account and you grew it organically to 10k followers in less than a month right yep yeah so so that's fucking insane because um Maybe we could justify it from me where it's like, oh yeah, I could like drive some of my other followers there to get initial engagement. Maybe I could tell people on the stream to go there and I would get some people, but you did it literally from zero, like actually zero.
1: Yeah, exactly. I didn't have any other external traffic. It's all just from discovery on TikTok.
0: So you literally went from like just a totally anonymous account to like an influencer because that's, Um, that's like, that's real shit. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. unreal. It's really crazy when you think about it. We are talking about something that I've wondered for a really long time, which is, is the Twitch platform actually growing? And if it is, how much compared to other years? And what is that compared to YouTube and Facebook? Because my suspicion, and and the suspicion that we reached in the first part, right, just to catch everybody up, I think was that while it is growing um, to some degree, there's a lot of like concerning metrics around the rate at which it's growing, which should be a lot faster. And the, for, for me, you don't you, you don't seem to have jumped on this as hard as I did yet but for me the the biggest concerning factor is how many more people are becoming and I've had more time to think about this now is how many more people are becoming streamers versus how many people are becoming viewers. So, so when Sevedis came in after you, which I think you watched or mm-hmm. watched part yeah. of, and he brought up that the number of total broadcasters to the number of streamers is now double what it was three years ago. Mm-hmm. That's not good um, for a lot of reasons, but, but uh, it's, not, it's, it's actually not good for anybody. It's not just not good for content creators. It's also not good for the platform.
1: Interesting, why do you think it's not good for the platform?
0: I think it's not good for the platform because a broadcaster is not inherently by the act of broadcasting bringing in new people to the platform, which is evident in our metrics, right? So basically, there's a lot of people that are broadcasting to zero or one to five people that are mostly bots, and that in turn is not creating any kind of like... So those people aren't watching ads. They're not subscribing to anybody. They're not engaging. They're not actually watching anything. They're not contributing anything of value. And if anything, they're sucking money out of the platform because they're 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 using encoding features mm-hmm. for free. So my argument would be that like. Pretty much the vast majority of streamers below 10 viewers are providing no value, and that's that's a huge percentage of our like. They're certainly not attracting new people to the. To, some of them maybe, but I think the vast majority are not attracting new people to the to the platform. Versus a, a, a viewer can engage, they can engage multiple different streams, they can subscribe to multiple different people, um, they can they can um they can donate in. I mean, yeah, people say like ouch or whatever, but we're just this is just like marketing talk, right? I don't have anything personal against people that are streaming to 10 or less viewers, um, and may and look everybody, including me, started streaming to 10 or less viewers. So maybe the person that's streaming to 10 or less viewers is um, going to be the person that becomes the next ninja. I'm not discounting it, but I'm just saying as an aggregate, that this appears to be the case.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, just to play devil's advocate for a moment, um, you can make the case that having a larger, more diverse variety of content available on the platform could potentially, you know, like one of the topics we talked about a few weeks or months ago was you know, if somebody jumps into the platform, is Twitch showing them the content that is the most likely to keep them on the platform, right? There's not really an algorithm for that right now. But if there was, then in theory, having, you know, a wider set of content to choose from, meaning broadcasters, could mean so, so... that you know you land on twitch and it shows you that zero viewer streamer that you would love that's
0: that's true but what if i but i think i can really easily just break this down right um if there were 1.2 billion uh viewers on youtube like there is now and there were 2.4 billion people making youtube videos would you say that's a healthy ecosystem
1: um yeah, I mean, I think YouTube is even a better example, because you'll you'll have people like the guy that shows you how to fix your 1997 whatever car that never that gets like five views. But when you actually need to fix your car, he happened to make that video, you know what I mean? It's I don't think it's like, you don't need like a thousand people showing Fortnite gameplay videos. But I think um, if you're increasing I, the diversity of the types of content, but that that's be
0: not beneficial. what's happening in both cases. Like you're not you're not getting like sushi dragon level people. You're getting people that are playing the same, doing the same thing, like webcam in the left corner. Like what? What? what but, but but regardless of that, even if you were getting that diverse content, um, my 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 argument is literally a supply and demand argument. Is it's that having more of something than there is demand of something is not good, no matter what. So so like there should be more viewers on any platform there should be more people watching tv than there should be tv channels there should be more people consuming twitch content than there are broadcasters there should be more like more people consuming videos per hour than there are people making videos like mm. um youtube gets around this a little bit because they're able like um they can push stuff to irrelevance um but like the 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 core problem here is that in an ecosystem where you have way way more demand than supply. Everybody is suffering, I think.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, of course, we're not talking in absolute numbers, right? It's not like there's literally, you know, a million people streaming and then 100,000 people watching streams to the point where you literally couldn't spread them out, you know, any further, right? It's just the ratio is what's changed over time, right?
0: No, no, no. The the ratio is the spread. It's average viewers per stream. It's got it, it, it's twice less than it was before. It means there are there. It is distributed. The, those right, those people I mean. are distributed among those, but there's too many of them. It's if you have three million active monthly broadcasters and 15 million users, for example. I mean, like I'm not sure what our numbers are going to show, um, but and you have like whatever that ratio is doesn't shake out,
1: right? Yeah, I think at this point, we're getting into kind of like, I'm getting into more theoretical arguments. I think from the reality of the situation, it's more of like what you were saying, where most of the people streaming, most of the growth in streaming has not been from people that are introducing something new or innovative to the platform. It's people that are kind of me tooing and copying what's going on. And that doesn't really contribute to the ecosystem in the same way that, like, if I make a Twitch, if I make like a YouTube compilation for a game or something that will you know, legitimately go out to people. They've got the watch time metrics to know that this is content people want to see. Even if I'm not really adding anything new, YouTube has the ability to test and figure out, like, is this content people actually want to see? And then if that's they right. do, they can show it to them. So I think in the long-term, you know, that's kind of what has to happen to make the growth in broad- broadcaster sustainable. There has to be some way for Twitch to identify algorithmically like who is likely to be interesting to a viewer to show in the recommended section? Yeah, and then you know over time feed them into some sort of discovery. Um, but yeah,
0: yeah, I, I think I, I, yeah. Go ahead. Would you say that we are we are white? Like, would you agree with my, ass, my my assertion that smaller broadcasters don't bring in value compared to so like like what I'm saying is like I think if you took Ninja. And then you looked at how many new viewers that Ninja pulled into the platform, and then you took every zero viewers Fortnite streamer or zero to five viewer Fortnite streamer, the number of converted viewers that then engage with the platform in some way is way higher. And all like with all of those people combined is less than Ninja, I would think. So, so my yeah. argument <laughs> would be that large content creators, I think, are the are the draw to introduce n- new new people into the platform, um, and, and and or, or top like top 5,000 streamers are versus like um, zero to five viewers, which occasionally you might get like somebody's friend or brother or something. Obviously this mm-hmm. is all happening in like a massive, like it's like a living, like amoeba organism, right? It's like, it's like all, but I I'm just say like, but I, that just makes sense to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's probably true in a practical sense. Like if you looked at the reality of it, this right. is likely the case. Um, the only point I wanted to make is that it doesn't necessarily have to be this way. In the sense that, if discovery was better, oh. then, you know those zero viewer streamers who had something new to bring to the table would add value to the platform by keeping people on the platform longer. Okay, so, so here's
0: where I actually yeah. like—I actually think the problem is. Okay, um, mm-hmm. I agree with you because I've, you know, I've been talking about discovery for years, right? Like I've been wanting mm-hmm. ML for discovery for years, but I think the problem actually is that there's just too much demand. I think the barrier to entry to the market is too too low. It's too easy to open OBS and start streaming. And whenever you have that kind of system, so what's like we can compare this to different like other markets, right? Like we can look at um, we can look at uh, I don't know, like um, so, like commodities or something, where it's like if you if it's very very easy to do something, um, then it sort of dilutes the the efficacy of like making any kind of like profit or success in that model. Um, and and like. I think what's happening on Twitch is even if we were to account, like let's say that Twitch had like a pretty sophisticated ML system by Mm -hmm. virtue of the fact that you can't consume Twitch content the same way you can consume YouTube content. So, so in the time, in the average watch time that I, which is like 98 minutes to 106 minutes, right? The average time Mm -hmm. that a user spends on Twitch, I can watch eight YouTube videos from eight different channels in that amount of time. So, so I'm benefiting eight content creators in that amount of time. So, so the problem is that even if you were able to include a, um, uh, if you're an ML system, it would help recommendations. But like the bottom, the, like the bottom line, there's just too many fucking streamers. I really, I, I like, I really do think that even a sophisticated ML system will help, but it will not prevent this problem. And uh, like the number one thing that I think Twitch has to do is, as much as they can acquire non-endemic you know people that are not native to gaming um into the platform if they don't they're dead because so many people have this like you know this literally misplaced desire to become a broadcaster the vast majority of them will never make it
1: yeah um uh, that might be a good transition into the like pulling up some of the numbers sure I sent you a yeah link, absolutely um, mm-hmm. sent you a like earlier take a look at that and since last time there's two main cha- two main things that I changed. Um, Where did you send me was...
0: you sent it to me above right the last this, this one? Yeah. Okay. Discord DMs
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, two main things that I changed from last time is I added uh, data for YouTube which was surprisingly difficult to find. Um, you can mm-hmm. find the tab in the bottom um, and then I also added um, I made some slight changes to the graphs on the Twitch what was it called? Twitch yearly okay. to make it clearer in terms of what metrics we're looking at because uh, i i think I, I was watching the vod and sebetis um pointed out that the way that i was measuring watch time was incorrect because it was like the numbers didn't make sense with what the reality was
0: yeah he's so. he's like a super genius so you can just like look at a graph and t- i can't do that right like he can look at numbers and tell you what's up but i, I like he's a He's got like mm-hmm. three thousand IQ. He's like thinking in in like he's literally galaxy brain. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so those are the main things. Um, in terms of what's kind of the takeaway from this is, um, with YouTube, you can see
0: what the fuck happened many... in two thousand six. Jesus Christ! That's yeah. You that's can insane. see. Has Twitch had a well, year like that?
1: Um. So two thousand eight is when they launched YouTube. Launched in India, really one of the most populated countries in the world. And then between 2008 and 2011, they changed from how they were reporting on the number of users from um, total unique users to monthly active users. Okay. So there are some there are some points in here where you can take it with a grain of salt. Um, the other problem with this is this data is from multiple different sources. Mm-hmm. So I have like one website that says they had this many users in this month, and then another website that says they had this many users in a different month. And mm-hmm. Like there's no, there's no single, I'm sure that there are some big data companies like um, tubular insights or things like that, that have actually tracked their users. I want access to
0: that shit so bad. Uh, There's a couple of, there's a couple of places like that or like Nuzu that I would Mm -hmm. kill for a subscription to. I had a subscription to Nuzu for like a couple of years when I was working um, at CLG and we Mm -hmm. just, we we were just, we could crush it. Like it was the amount of data you have. It's so expensive though. Usually it's a couple thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. if i'm ever running yeah, like pretty... a if i'm ever doing like a um like a uh you know what's valuable for this and i think like i've thought about a lot is like um indian outsourcing because they usually have access to all this stuff so so like um if you pay like a researcher to go out and like you pay them like 100 bucks for a project and then go out and mm-hmm. like they'll pull all this stuff it'll all be accurate too that's, yeah, that's yeah. actually
1: the real answer yeah yeah That that's basically essentially what i did here just myself mm-hmm. yeah, the, yeah the difference i think with um The difference I think with having a platform is like Twitch metrics is a great example, like where I got the Twitch data from, like they've been actually live for years. So they've been tracking the data live for years. I'm not like pulling this from a random news article that, you know, rounded off a number for a round of time. So the Twitch numbers I would say are pretty accurate Mm -hmm. um, as as much as they can be.
0: So the, you're saying that there's on average, like a million viewers on, on watching stuff at any given time. So, so like for example, for Soynum right now, over the last 7 days says on average there is 1.2 million viewers was that that's per day or
1: um yeah it is i think it's the average so if you yeah. take 7 days and you you know add up the viewers over 7 days divided by 7 yep the so average it's, per it's day it's probably going to be the same regardless mm-hmm. of how long of time span you look at
0: okay mhm yeah. and they've been tracking this for the entire time yeah
1: um yeah Solenome, i think goes back 3 or 4 years and then the other one i used was i want to say twitch metrics or something or twitch mm-hmm. insights and that one goes back to, 2013.
0: So you have enough. You have enough data here that you can actually just, uh, measure the growth.
1: Yeah, because you can look so, at yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then same caveat as before that, when we look at Twitch data, we're looking at average concurrent viewers, which is technically different from monthly active users, because this includes people that aren't signed in. You know, mm-hmm. it's not the same exact thing, but it's it's a likely parallel. Um meaning that probably in the beginning of Twitch, you know, there was less people that were signed in that were watching. And so you know, it's kind of this doesn't make the distinction.
0: So why do you say that? I'm not
1: disagreeing, just wondering. Um, just because there I mean I can speak for myself as anecdotal, but there mm-hmm. wasn't really like a reason. The only reason you had to sign up was to talk to chat. Um and then at some point they added a follower system mm-hmm. so you could actually get notified when a stream went live. Um yeah, and there's like i don't know at least for me personally i watched on uh the way i found twitch was from team liquid they would post they'd like embed starcraft games on there uh uh-huh. and i would just watch in the embed for a long time oh and okay there wasn't the other thing that's a little different nowadays is there's more viewer interaction um it, that like the meta back then was literally you just watch somebody who's really good at the game you don't say anything and then you like do their builds or something and Seems like nowadays it's more like, oh, you're actually talking to the streamer. Yeah, there's a conversation it's a going around. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's there's more of a community. Like there's people that have been around for, let's say, four years, whereas you know in the early days, there weren't even four years to be around. Yeah. So,
2: yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but that's that's my uh, short take on it. Um, so basically, yeah. So we have the YouTube numbers um, on the YouTube tab, and then we have the Twitch numbers on the Twitch yearly tab. I'll highlight them to make it easier to find. Um, and basically the point is um So someone pretty said
0: similar... real quick a, a stream with twelve K mm-hmm. uh, viewers is one percent of the whole platform's current views. Yeah, so this is why like um it's a really big deal when like a larger broadcaster leaves Twitch because they can sometimes account for like three to five percent of the active viewership if a stream has like so like thirty K or like sixty K. Like um uh Twitch as a whole is not that massive of a platform um like when we really look at it we we tend to we tend to think of it as a really large platform but like in comparison to like youtube or or facebook like it's actually like a really niche community and one of the reasons why Hephaestus and I got together was to kind of figure out why this is um like like why why is it that in 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 this period of time um it it seems like twitch hasn't been able to grow at the rate that these other social media platforms have grown Um, and, and like, that's what we're crunching the data to find out. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So one of the kind of takeaways from what I found is when we look at the age of the different platforms, Mm because obviously YouTube and Twitch, Facebook, they all started at different times. And so one of the numbers we looked at last time was, you know, when YouTube was, um, or when, when Facebook was, let's say seven or eight years old, which is where Twitch is right now, Twitch is about eight years old. Um, how big was the platform? Mm-hmm. And so when I looked at YouTube numbers, um, these ones were actually from the YouTube numbers for 2012 were from tubular insights. Okay. So I'm fairly confident in those numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll see that there's some, some years there's asterisk just because I like there literally was no data. I had to project it from 2013 to 2017. Yeah. 2012 was good though. We had had 800 million um, specifically monthly active users. Mm-hmm. And so the comparison here is, okay. that's, you know, where is Twitch at today in terms of that? Right. You know, we know how many hours watch they have. We know how many, um, let's say, concurrent viewers they have. And if you had like an analog or some sort of formula, you can make that comparison. Um, It's, again, it's hard for me to say, because I don't have as much insider knowledge as far as how much does um, one, how much do 100 concurrent viewers translate into monthly active users? But I think it's pretty safe to say that they're not where they need to be in terms of absolute numbers of users. Yeah, I think but so. Again, that's purely speculating. I'm sure that someone like someone like a certain VP of Amazon would actually know. Well,
0: yeah, well, <laughs> won't tell us, though. That's not his game. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and there might mm. be companies, hypothetically, if you were tracking it, you could actually figure out how many users there were on the platform. Right. Logging in monthly. No, I, I know for a channel. fact
0: you can. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, I know that.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you could get a minimum just by looking at the chat um, logins and things like that. But, but you're the say- reality is probably higher, right?
0: But, the, but you're saying it's safe to say – well, yeah, but then, like, we have a bunch of other, like, vague questions. Like, how much are those users engaging? Are those – are like, so one, like, really crazy thing, right, is um, – mm-hmm. and this is a big thing. Like, holy moly, is this a big thing. Um, most people that are watching YouTube videos are watching YouTube videos. But that is not necessarily the case for broadcast streamers, right? A huge, huge percentage of the—I would guess like ten to fifteen percent—from uh, from my experience, because—and uh, let me—I'll tell you how I got that number in a minute. But um, ten to fifteen percent of the um, user base on Twitch is purely embedded views; people not engaging with the broadcast at all. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're all from, uh, external websites. So I'm not even saying like, I'm saying they're not real users. I'm not even saying that it's a user that just went AFK. I'm saying it's not a real user. It's a person that was, that was brought into Twitch through a third party and they had no mm-hmm. idea that they were actually watching the stream and it was just autoplaying on a, um, on, um, something. So, so here's, yeah. here's, so the, how I got to that number was, um, you can take the differential between users that are in chat and logged in. Versus the differential between, um, uh, so if you go to like uh, something like this, um, and you go to like a real viewers, you go to like Devin Nash, and mm-hmm. you check it, um, you'll see the difference here is only 19. So the actual users versus um, reported Twitch viewers, this is this is a pretty healthy count for a stream that's basically not embedded at all. Right. Mm-hmm. But the average across Twitch for this is 12%. So, so, uh, yeah. based on N3F's numbers. So, so, like, the that means that at least 12% of those viewers are not, not, not accounted for, slash, not logged in, slash, not engaging, slash, right. And, yeah. and, and, and so that means that, like, once yeah, you take, the- once you take the Twitch active user, like, like, that's why I'm saying, like, that's a really, that's a really, spooky number to me is like when you look at monthly active users for twitch mm-hmm. the reality is like okay some huge percentage of people are are not even on the website willingly they're just being pulled po- they're being compelled by some other website that embeds the stream right yeah
1: if, and if mm-hmm. to be fair if we wanted to be charitable we could say that you know there's a large percentage of users on twitch who are brand new they haven't ever you know consequently they don't have an account right if you go to twitch for the first time you're not going to be signed in yeah you're probably going to watch a stream a couple for a little bit to figure out like what does this website even do why would i want to sign up in the first place and if twitch was healthy and growing um then in theory you should actually see a higher percentage of um not signed in users right
0: yeah but i just i know embedding to be um more of a phenomenon than that like i just i just like it's just it's like at times it was dominating entire categories. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I just, I know it's a significant. like, it's cut it in half. If it's even 5% of the viewership, it's still very significant. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. O- on a platform that already has these
1: problems, right? So, right. yeah. And, and to be fair to, um, you know, YouTube, like embedding YouTube videos on the internet is a pretty popular thing too. So it's not like um, other platforms are innocent of uh, the situation, right? If you want to show a YouTube video on your website, somebody that's not logged into youtube.com um but they are watching a youtube video right legitimately yeah but that's the difference is like you're not embedding a
0: pixel of a youtube video and nobody does that like like it's true i can go on reddit and watch a youtube video from reddit but that's a view Mm -hmm. and that's watch time and that's engagement from like a real user like Mm -hmm. my, my 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 point is like twitch to some extent has the same problem that instagram has like the vast majority of instagram is just bots liking bots It's just Mm -hmm. bots talking to each other, right? Like, it it literally is. Like, it's like, um, it's bots posting images, bots commenting on images, um, five by five groups that are then upvoting those images. So it's humans acting as bots that don't actually engage with the content. Um, Mm -hmm. Fake followers, like a bunch of people in Pakistan and in India. That are that have right. five hundred phones on a wall and are just clicking like on whatever, right? Like it's literally, <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, it's like literally most of it is just is just absolutely fake. Yeah, it's really crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. to kind of tie it back real quick into um, into the history. So the reason I pointed out twenty twelve too is mm-hmm. because Tubular Insights in twenty twelve I sent you a link to an article in, in Discord. They also recorded not just the number of monthly active users. Yeah. They also reported on the how much watch time. Um, happened i think they what do they measure it as yeah hours watched how much
0: watch time happened
1: so they reported that um there were three billion hours watched in um, a particular month in 2012 the reason i'm pointing that out is because that's that could be a more apples to apples comparison if we want to think about where twitch should be you know seven or eight years down yeah oh i
0: see yeah because it's both they're both hours watched i understand yeah yeah, that's fair. I think that's actually totally fair.
1: Right. So for that comparison, it's actually pretty, you know, since we're at the same age, I guess, of platforms uh-huh. at this point, um, that's where you can even look at recent tools like Sully Gnome and things like that. Yes. And just do a straight comparison. Like you had it open in the other tab. Do mm-hmm. we know what the um, hours watched were for the last 30 days?
0: For the last 30 on days? Twitch? On Twitch, yeah. 876 million. Okay. 0.7. Million. So, so Eight hundred seventy-seven.
1: Okay, so that's just just shy of a billion, right? Um, which is, you know, that kind of gives you a pretty good ballpark, right? Um, well, the, the that difference... would say that
0: YouTube is three to one in the same time frame, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, um, so, so YouTube, at the, at the same life cycle of Twitch, YouTube had three times the hours watched. Is another way to look at that.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And We also have to remember that the number like you were mentioning earlier, like the average time per day, like the average session on a Twitch is like, you know, 100 minutes or something. Well,
0: that's really important because that's that's actually yeah. what's keeping Twitch competitive is for whatever mm-hmm. reason, users are watching a lot longer than they watch on YouTube. Like that, that's one thing that Twitch really has going for it. And it's a, that's like one of the reasons why I get so frustrated when I think about Twitch's sales team because it's like, like basically the sale to like a person buying an ad on YouTube is the average watch minutes for like a really good video, like an incredible top tier video is like 12 to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's so like on like a like a so it's like a yeah, that's like that's like an insane ratio, right? Um on a 10 minute video, like 5 minutes of watch time, like half is an unbelievable. Um whereas with Twitch having 108 minutes. If I show you an ad every 10 minutes, you'll get 10 impressions of that ad in the time that you're here that's Mm -hmm. unbelievable right like that's that's like that's the same yeah it's totally crazy like like you could sell yeah Mm
1: -hmm. yeah to be clear that also assumes that broadcasters will play ads which is another question right
0: well i so when i was talking about it yeah but when i was talking about ad most of the inventory that i've sold to twitch has been or 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 through twitch has been Mm -hmm. um like a rotating banner ad on like a stream, right? So you can you oh, can okay. you can look at how much it rotates. This is the easiest way to sell sponsorships. Um, you mm-hmm. look at you look at a way. Uh, you basically look. You can literally categorize how much the impressions are going to be. So like you know the average watch. What you do is you get a, a number called minutes watched per unique user. Um, mm-hmm. So and, and I forgot how you do that. I think you take the total number of unique viewers, you divide it by the uh, hours watched, then divide it by sixty. I think that's right. But what you'll get is the amount – and you could do this for any stream that, has, that you have Analytics on. So you just go and, oh, if, right. any, any like you don't need this. Like any dashboard that you go onto, you can, you can see this, right? You can do the math. So based on that, I can get my minutes watched per unique user. So I can, I can know how, off, how many times per user how many minutes they're going to watch my channel. Okay, then based on that, let's say it's 100. Just make it really easy, okay? Based on that, let's say that I'm going to have a pop-up that says something every 10 minutes, okay? Then I can go to an advertiser and I can say, this is how many users I have. They engage for this long. This is how many impressions you're going to get. This is what that's worth. And mm-hmm. just assign a CPM to it. Does that make
1: sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: so yeah. That, that's, that's literally how we sell. That's how all esports sells inventory. Um, mm-hmm. It's like varying degrees of that. And, 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 that's, and like that goes up to uh, Riot Games. And like um publishers, like that's how OWL sells their sponsorships. That's what they're that's the language their sales team is talking
1: in. Mm, okay. mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I learned something today.
0: It's oh that's good. That's cool.
1: I'm not completely yeah. useless. <laughs> well no, I learned a lot of things. I just wanted oh. to call it out because I uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you explain or anyone on Twitch explain that. So
0: yeah, yeah. Be- well, sure. because um, actual. So, uh, can you give me like just a sec? Um, I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, like give me like one minute, and then what we should talk about is why that's not the case with streamers running actual ads. Okay, you're you can take care of chat. Good luck.
1: <laughs>
0: I wish that I right. fun no one.
1: All right, guys. I guess I'll look at questions if there are questions. Let's see. Somebody talking about on stream ads are better as long as it doesn't clutter too much. No, that makes sense. They're better because you can't ad block them and. You can you can influence how much of a distraction they are. Um, Yeah, rotating ad. Yeah, ads can be disruptive. Um, Pre rolls are talking about that. Yeah, yeah, pre rolls are interesting. I don't think we've talked about that with Devin, but it'd be interesting to know how how annoying those are. Somebody talking about uh, Justin TV rebranding, Twitch has evolved, and you know they still haven't learned a lot, as evidenced by the current discussion. I mean, I would say they've learned a lot when it comes to monetization. If you remember back in the day, having a sub button was pretty rare to begin with, and now there's you know 50 different ways to support a broadcaster. Um, you've got a world where broadcasters will have more subscribers than viewers on average, which is uh, was unheard of back in the day. Being a subscriber was pretty rare too.
2: Um, let's see,
1: how do I feel about Mill W? It's it's one of the greatest emails ever made. Um, somebody talking about ads on VODs. I think Devin can answer that, but I believe streamers do make money on those ads. Um, I don't know how effective they are, but I've, I've heard that they do make money on those ads. How much is Twitch's ad CPM? I heard that's pretty high, like not TV levels, but definitely higher than YouTube levels. Um be more diverse in the US. Um, so there it's not because I don't know what the response is to, but the limitations about ads and on Twitch and things like that aren't have, don't really have as much to do with legal restrictions, but just more practical restrictions. Like what type of ad can you show that will actually drive people to convert um without, you know, making your whole audience leave? Um, how will Twitch keep up with YouTube's <laughs> growth? Um I don't know, that's a good question. They have to innovate, right? Picture in picture ads. Yeah, I mean, where are they, right? That'd be an innovation for sure. Um turning off ad blockers. I, I don't know what the number is, but it, like if you subscribe to a stream, it's the equivalent of you know, watching I don't know hundreds if not thousands of ads so if you if you want to support the stream just subscribe't don't, don't bother with ad block like keep up the ad block because it's annoying to look at ads but um just subscribe to streams that you like um, difference between having new picture and picture ads uh, I don't know the picture and picture aren't live yet as far as I know, so we'll see um, somebody with 300 viewers that streams five six days a week doesn't roll ads every 30 minutes Lauren yeah, I mean, it's, um I don't know if there, anyone's talked about it, but you can make a lot of money just running ads every 20, 30 minutes. I'm surprised most streamers don't do it. I think Zero talked about it at one point. Like, I forget what number he said, but he said he was making thousands of dollars just running ads, you know, relatively often, um, you know, not not in the middle of content, but that, you know, seems like it's pretty effective. The Ad block rate for Twitch and YouTube. Um, yeah, I mean, I would assume YouTube is lower, but hard to say. I think if you do research on demographics, you could find that you know people that are more tech savvy or gamers tend to ad block more. Do I think Mixer has an opportunity to overtake Twitch? I mean, sure, the market isn't completely like yeah. There's only there's less than a billion people probably that use Twitch, and there's seven billion people in the world. And you know, there's billions of people that use Facebook and other platforms, so the the game's not done yet. I think hypothetically they could do it. Are they likely to do it? I'm kind of doubtful, but hypothetically they could. Um,
0: Okay. Are we okay? Now we can talk about uh, ads because I see people talking about it. Um, Yeah, there are a lot
1: of questions. Um, I think one person asked. um, You, I don't know if you can talk about this, but like Twitch's CPMs relative to like YouTube or TV. Where would you put them in the ballpark?
0: Yeah, so Twitch's CPMS are absurdly high. The what? what, what let me let me uh, let me phrase that. When I'm talking about Twitch CPMS, I'm talking about what they sell to advertisers. Okay, so so I, I'm not talking about what streamers get. That's a totally different conversation based on lots of different metrics. When we're talking about ads, we're talking about two different types of ads. Okay, one is the ads you see that are served by twitch so so that's that's the ads that come in as a result of pre-rolls um run ads by streamer right etc okay and then there's sponsored ads which are um ads put on a broadcast by the broadcaster so like rotating banners um pop-ups etc okay so one of these things is not like the other. The sponsored ads, you can directly quantify the value of that, like literally down to the cent. And I can give you an easy example of how this works, okay? So, let's say let's use our previous example, 100 minutes, okay? I know that my viewers watch for an average of 100 minutes. I'm going to make it sh- I'm going to make an ad show up with a pop-up that says buy this computer for iBuyPower every 10 minutes, right? Then I'm going to have an affiliate link and a chat bot link it at the same time. Okay. And then I'm going to count that as one impression. Okay. Then I'm going to go look at the back end of that link and I'm going to analyze the sales that come from the amount of impressions versus the amount of users versus the right. And then I'm going to get a direct number. And 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 then I'm going to be able to quantify that number down to a CPM of what that's worth plus earned media exposure. Super easy to do. Right. Does that all all that make sense?
1: Yeah, that's super cool.
0: Okay, so he, that's that's the good news. Now let's talk about how it gets completely fucked, okay? So with regular ads, how it works is Twitch's sales team set, goes to a brand and says, hey, you want this? And they're like, uh, I don't know, maybe. what What is it? And they're like, well, you see, basically you're going to give us a 30-second video and we're going to plaster it on random places on our website Um, you're going to have no idea who it goes out to um, when it goes out (laughs) at what time uh, or even what genre it's in Um, but it's going to be very cool so you should do that and then they go oh okay what do you want to charge for that and then they go a whole lot of money per a thousand people that watch it and we're not going to give you any data on how they engage with the ad. So comp- that's regular ads on Twitch, right? There, there's literally everybody that runs regular ads on Twitch. Boy, am I going to make, lo- make a lot of friends on the sales team right now. But everyone that runs regular ads on Twitch, every brand, is crazy. I, I, I have no idea why you'd put your ad spend there and not on somewhere like Facebook, where on Facebook it's like, oh, yeah, did you want to know that really funny at 3.17 um, p.m., um, your grandma's dog barked once and that shook her enough to actually move her eyes over to the computer, which she checked, which was near the dog. And that got 14 seconds of engagement more than on average. And she decided to click a link based on that. And then she went on a phone call that we were also monitoring because we have an app on her phone. And we saw that she talked about it. Would you like to know all that data? Right? Like, it's like, why would you ever advertise on Twitch versus the insane amount of data that AdWords and Facebook give you? Um, like, like, so the comparison isn't even there. And and, and again, this goes back to the problem that I always bitch about, which is that there's just no machine learning on Twitch. There's just no, there's no way to tell if your ads are, are good. Yeah. So on, um, on YouTube, the CPM is a rising and falling metric based on the demand of the keyword itself. So if the keyword is, um, uh, anything green tea, right. Then, um, based on how many people are bidding for that keyword the CPM is relative as a percentage to that keyword so so what i pay as an advertiser for bidding on that keyword is relative to the value of the keyword so this guarantees two things one that google is always making money which is very important right because the percentage is always going to be the house is always going to have a higher percentage than the than the um than the advertiser is going to have number 2 it guarantees that um Prices will always be competitive because in that market economy, the demand will lower when prices become too expensive. People will stop bidding for the keyword. So it evens itself out. So Google is a self uh, – the advertising system and the CPM that you get on YouTube videos is relative to the price of the keywords. And, and, so, and so CPMs in that sense will um, – there will always be opportunities and it will always be fair. The, the Twitch CPM is a flat rate. And whenever a salesperson comes to you with a flat rate that they can't justify, it's because they're totally full of shit. The 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 CPM on Twitch doesn't make any sense. But Twi- if if Twitch wanted to to fix this, they could they could do sponsored ads that are programmed directly into broadcasts with calls to action, and then that would be a way they could do that,
1: right? Because they control the player. Do you think that's what they're trying to do with um like bounties or something like that? I know that those are super early and not like not like a serious thing as far as i know bounties have very similar
0: problems with um that that as our initial take so so the problem with bounties are the real problem when you want to boil down to it is you don't know who who's receiving your ad on twitch that's the huge problem and bounties don't change that so so like for example as um i get bounties right now right um Uh, But I'm a JC streamer. So right now, if I go to my bounties page, I'm sure I'd have, well, now I don't even know how to look for it because of the new thing. Um, (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I have, like, a couple games I could stream for some money. Um, But if I stream those games, like, who's to say that that engagement is going to be higher versus, like, so, like, for example, Magic the Gathering does a lot of bounties, right? You always see hashtag ad for them.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So Kriparian playing Magic versus me playing Magic versus Amaranth playing Magic are two totally different methods of engagement. The number of sales and, like, for for Kripparian, like, a, a Magic the Gathering um, ad or bounty would do quite well because his audience already consumes Hearthstone and, like, has that kind of crossover whatever. But mm-hmm. for someone like Amaranth, like, who's just playing Just Answer, like, you know, doing, like, IRL content, like, that's not relevant. So, so the, the problem is that Twitch can't give the advertiser any data on how to understand their user. They can give very vague shit. Like, here's our age. Uh, our average age demographic. Um, here's how much minutes watched is on the platform, and as a salesperson, you can spin this and say, like, look, like um, the most popular event in American history is the Super Bowl in terms of hours watched, right? And uh, that's that. The average engagement time for the Super Bowl is 56 minutes. So, so we say, so the at, what what Twitch will sell you is they'll say, hey, we have our average user watches the a, a Twitch stream twice the amount of time as the Super Bowl and what and what big brands understand about that is that they think that they're getting twice the engagement that they get on TV but they're not getting that because they don't understand the user. Nielsen understands exactly who the users are per channel. They know they know direct demographics about who's watching TNT versus who's watching The View, right? And they know that advertisers are going to do very different on Oprah than they're going to do on TNT watching a rerun of The Matrix Reloaded, right? Like, it's, it's a totally different demographic. You wouldn't sell a makeup product to people watching The Matrix Reloaded. I wouldn't, at least. And the problem with it is that that's exactly what Twitch is doing. So, like, um, that, like the whole, like, Jack Ryan, like, send them to Yemen thing, you could only hope that that's generally getting to, like, the majority of, like, 16 to 35-year-old u- users. But who's to say that those people are actually interested in that? Like, like um, there's, there's no data on that, on, on that end. And that's the things that YouTube and Facebook do that that Twitch does. Mm-hmm. It? Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a cool breakdown. then know how that, that's how it worked before.
0: Yeah. It, it, this is one of those things you'd only know if you're on the advertising side.
1: Yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like public anywhere about this.
0: I don't think so um i mean it is it's like it's not like it's not like nda like private it's just like how it works like it's like anybody yeah it's just like
1: yeah yeah i just mean like no one's as far as i know no one's really written like hey here's how advertising works on twitch you have these different things and this is how they work
0: yeah i think the things that are secret super secret and that's why i I stay away from them are like the specific cpms
1: yeah yeah like the numbers make sense yeah
0: and that's and that's like um and, and they also change a lot too so like um they're they're dependent on like whatever's going on. Um, another like really interesting thing too is the is seasons. So like January is like a really really different ad month than December. December is like by all accounts the highest revenue gaining ad month ever. Um, the amount of ads mm-hmm. that you can put out and the, the the engagement is super high. Come January and then like the next like four months it'll be like very slow. But that's that's <coughs> contrasted to like um, most people are doing their budgets um in for for like quarter one quarter two are like really strong for um uh professional companies that are trying to spend so like that's like a much more positive thing yeah yeah
1: that's that's pretty as far as i know that's pretty true regardless of like what platform you're on like advertising is usually more expensive in q4 and pays better in q4 and it's usually less expensive in january february and pays less in january february so
0: Yeah, because there's just, uh, most people have kind of blown their, uh, blown their, uh, I don't know how else to say that, spent all their their money. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Spent all their money and then they're kind of done for a while. Um, Yeah.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So I think we got here. We were talking about, um, there's a question from chat about CPMs, but previous to that, we were talking about watch time and um, like how many people watched. Uh, in 2012, for YouTube, right. In terms of so your of hours your point YouTube was versus Twitch.
0: If you look at the product life cycle of Twitch and YouTube, that basically in at at the time that we are at right now versus the time that we should be at right, like we should be three mm-hmm. times the watch hours if we wanted to be competitive with YouTube.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, part of the part of the difference is like you said. Um, if we think about it in terms of numbers of people, there are probably. Um, the ratio of users is probably worse than 3 to 1. It's probably something like 10 to 1, just mm-hmm. because the average person will spend more time watching a Twitch stream. Mm-hmm. So from a number of users' perspective, Twitch is kind of behind in terms of product lifecycle um, and also from a growth percentage perspective. <laughs> so if we look at where YouTube was around 2012, 2013, they're in like the 23 to 25% um, growth rates. So they're they're at a higher, you know, they're at equal or higher growth rates, despite being much larger than Twitch is. Whereas if we wanna to switch to like the Twitch tab, you can look at the growth rates in average concurrent viewers. And um, for the last few quarters it's been around the same percentages, but at a lower overall absolute number of users, as far as we know. Mm-hmm. So you can see like in the last uh, few years, it's bounced from like 26% to 43%. 43% is great. And then 17%, which is not so great. Yeah, not yet, right. For how, for how early we are. Like you would expect to see this, you know, not in 2019, but maybe in 2024 or something like that.
0: Well, you would, it's it's disconcerting, but then look at 2015, 2016. So, so 2015, Twitch growth was fifty-three percent. The same thing happened in 2016. So what I'm saying is like this could be the beginning of a trend cycle where the next three years are relatively up for Twitch. Um, mm-hmm. because because uh, that that occurred from 2016 to 2018. So so the question is like, I'd be really interested, and I have no idea what this is. I actually have no idea what this is. Why did why what 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 was the decline from 2015 to 2016? Like what the hell happened there? That's very weird. Because that's that's actually the lowest point of growth for Twitch, if if we're, you know, that that there is, mm-hmm. in its product. Yeah, um, yeah. I,
1: you know, looking like at a glance, I didn't see anything too indicative. Like the Twitch, the acquisition for Twitch was, I think, a year or two prior, so that doesn't really
2: no, yeah,
1: make the case for it. And then, um, yeah, it's really the only thing I could really guess is to say, well. You know the increase that they saw after that was due to Fortnite or a popular game coming out Mm -hmm. that people actually wanted to watch live. Maybe there just wasn't anything that year that was like super popular. League of Legends was kind of declining. Mm You know, there wasn't really. But 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 see
0: the problem is those numbers would have affected YouTube gaming as well. But YouTube gaming objectively through those periods was growing faster than any. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean. Mm To be fair, the numbers I have for YouTube aren't gaming specific. They're just like
0: no, but we have. People. That's what I'm saying is yeah. we have gaming specific numbers. So, so the the gaming specific numbers are like uh, we're are growing like YouTube is the fastest growing platform right now in terms of people consuming both live content and gaming content. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so we think at least for this year, we think it's probably not due to. Um, I mean, I'm sure Fortnite had an impact on Twitch, but that might just be, you know. Aside from that, because you, like you were saying with YouTube, their streams are still growing despite the fall of Fortnite. But at the same time, you could make the case, you could say, well, YouTube should have grown much faster if Fortnite hadn't fallen off mm-hmm. in the same way that, you know, Twitch ought not have fallen off as much if um, the same thing happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um So that was one way to look at it is through product life cycle, like the number of years they've been around. Yeah. Um, The the other way to look at it is, you know, if all you knew was the growth percentages, you know, where would you expect Twitch to be in the product life cycle? And then, you know, if you're looking at like the 20, 20 to 40% range for growth, then you would expect them to be at like a billion users at this point, Mm -hmm. But, but I don't know if they are or a billion monthly active users, to be clear. There, I
0: mean, There's so. no way that they're even close to that number. Absolutely not. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for, for sure. They're not even close. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I think the last piece of the story that is still kind of up in the air from my perspective mm-hmm. is um, Twitch is kind of forging the frontier here. Like, we don't know what the potential is for live streaming content. Um, either in the form that it is today or the form that it might be in the future. Like, if you imagine a future where instead of the majority of people are playing video games for a community, maybe they're, you know, maybe it's more like YouTube. There's a diverse range of content for different audiences. Um, But I think what this basically shows is that in in the state, if Twitch doesn't really change anything substantially in terms of how they get users or what Twitch is about, um, I think they can't really expect to grow beyond what they are right now. Mhm. Do
0: you th- Do you think that a lot of the growth that's fueling Facebook and YouTube, we know that to be international? And um is there any is there any indication that Twitch international growth, being that they're gated out of China completely? Right, um, the twitch international growth is like or or the lack of it is a factor here because mm-hmm. I because I think that yeah. once once YouTube and Facebook reached saturation in in the first world, they started you know going out into like you like you had said, um was it two thousand and sixteen was the India launch for youtube when was it two thousand eight two thousand eight sorry way, yeah. way different, um so two thousand eight was like the India launch, so um is twitch available in like all those countries in india and like in um africa i'd assume it is right
1: i think um i've heard from people that it is while it is technically available in the sense that you can go to twitch and you can watch a stream i think one of the problems twitch has that um youtube and this is where you get into the fundamentals of live streaming i think one of the differences is that youtube has transcodes. For videos, you know, you can you can literally watch a video in 240p on mm-hmm. a VOD, and you can watch it if you're literally in oh. Africa on a cell connection, mm-hmm. right? Like, tr- like even watching a Twitch stream in the United States on like a, Comcast, a massive
0: like, bandwidth. Yeah, yeah. There's actually like, like, well, like case in point, we have to limit all of our of our encoding to 7500 because, uh, and that's for partners, right? Like, if you're an affiliate or an individual, um. So like, it was really interesting, um i'm like walking home and i guess there was a bad storm or like who knows what just the cell tower didn't feel to be good but i'm like watching ethan evans uh, who's not partnered right and um i'm on stuck on 1080p and i can't i can't watch the stream but right like like and i'm i'm in the united states i'm in seattle <laughs> like right like i'm in my, like the second most technologically advanced city in in uh in the united states debatably right like it's like mm-hmm. insane yeah um So like for the vast majority of like non no, so the person that says you can watch Twitch in one sixty, um, that's not true. That's only true for partners that have that encoding available. So for everyone else, which is the vast majority of Twitch, um, do affiliates get encoding?
1: Um, I think they do that's big sometimes. Like they're prioritized for it. I think that's what Ethan was saying is like they don't get guaranteed encoding, but if you know the, tw- the Twitch servers are feeling up for it today, then you know they're at the top of the list, I guess, after partners.
0: Sometimes it's unreliable, says Mac Boss. Okay, yeah. so so that's so like a really interesting thing is like oftentimes when we come, so like the numbers sort of prove out the problem. So now we like when we're looking into why we have to start considering market factors like this, and a very big market factor could be accessibility via bandwidth that that that's that's super like it might not even be a customer psychology thing it might literally be a technical barrier that that's like if the vast majority of people of people in the indian mm-hmm. audience or african audience or international audience that is feeling youtube's growth and facebook's growth mm-hmm. they can't access it yeah then that's um right there right and, and yeah. like i i think also um there is a cultural factor because one of the things, so um, a few months ago, I was spending a lot of time looking into Chinese websites. And one of the things that like really surprised me about like Chinese websites, like YY and stuff like that, like if you go onto these streams, they're um, they're fundamentally different from um, like I'll try to they're just they're just totally different in terms of what they're doing. So this first thing, that i um i clicked on it's here it is right this is a live stream going on right now it's three copies of the same woman talking and it's like the way that she like the way that these streams work if you do enough like research on this and start like figuring it out um they're just fundamentally alien to twitch like like the, like um uh, that's the easiest way I could describe it. The way that the stream functions and operates, it, it it's totally different. Uh, so so uh, put another way, maybe a better way, because this is really hard for me to explain. Um, if I came over to China and I and, and assuming this was English, right, and I could understand it, I would not be able to understand it culturally. And sim- similarly, a Chinese speaking person that spoke English. Would come onto here and not be able to understand it. It's 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 too alien. It's very weird. Um, they have like people with these big explody heads. Like they like have these big heads and giant eyes, and they're doing like they're doing like singing, um, in like a weird way. It's it's very strange. It's super weird how these work.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the cultural pl- problem is definitely a significant one. I think from a like a purely data perspective, we could look at um, early 2010, 2011,
2: mm-hmm. when
1: Twitch was competing with Owned,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Owned 3D mm-hmm. TV. And we know that one of the big advantages, that, one of the reasons why Owned was able to succeed in the first place as far as they did was because of the, the quality of the network connection and like your stream quality for European viewers. Um, as far as I know. Uh, was, yeah, was because a there, was a,
0: there were huge problems with the CDN at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So if you were like in Europe, just trying to watch a Twitch stream, even if you understood the culture and everything, um, you you hit play and it would just you know literally crap out on you, even if you're in Sweden or something on a really great connection. Right. Yeah. Um, so I would imagine that you know unless Twitch has put forth the same effort in let's say South America, Southeast Asia, Middle East, um, Eastern Europe, etc. The
0: CDNs might be bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless
1: they've specifically built it out. Now, one of the advantages that Twitch has is they could leverage Amazon, which does have data centers in a lot of these places. Right. So they might already be doing that. And, and you know, to some extent it might be solving itself. I don't have the insight.
0: I don't either. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but the the cultural but... pl- problem is still definitely there.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's, um, I, I don't know if it's as dramatic um as like the China to Twitch uh, chasm but it's it's certainly like uh as far as like India India has that same uh problem like that same that same like 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 um but it doesn't have with YouTube right like literally the second most popular channel on YouTube is an Indian music channel mm-hmm. um be- because like um VOD content live streaming content this is something I've never thought about before until this second but live streaming content actually relies on the, in, the, the understanding of the broadcaster. Um, so what I mean by that is, like, um, have you ever seen that video of the um, Indians, like, warriors? They get put into a, a trebuchet, and they, they shoot, and then they, like, fly over, and they're, like, a ball, and then they crash, and it's, like, a, it's like a whole thing. <laughs> like 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 okay or like or like any of the like bollywood like dancing stuff like um the the the, the, the that's accessible to an american audience completely like because of the way that like no, we don't need to understand any of the like implicit narratives of indian culture even though they're there right um to like there's some hilarious like what about that other one where it's like that one um the the, the one like oh uh, does somebody link it instantaneously yeah this one right like we don't have to we don't have to understand anything about indian culture to understand like whatever the fuck's going on here it's just ridiculous right but um because of the personal nature of like the way that twitch streams work you would need to you would need to the amount of like explanation that would have to go into like explaining something like this to an audience would take so much more in live content right yeah so so I like so that and that's like that speaks to like the the fundamental cultural problem yeah
1: yeah i think i think part of that is like what you're saying it's the it's fundamental to live streaming as a whole but there's also the problem that you were talking about of okay even if you understand twitch live streaming if you go to china and you try to understand a stream even if you spoke the language there's still a cultural barrier to understand like what do their emotes mean right if if someone spams kappa in a twitch chat are you going to understand it even if you speak perfectly? i'll English? give a
0: literal example that i think it would be valuable okay um so um let's take something like donations for example okay so so um if a streamer is sitting here asking so if i'm like every five minutes going guys i need more money like uh like i'm not going to run the stream if i don't have money um this is like ridiculous i'm here all the time and uh, nobody donates ever um i don't even know why i bother um, like, well, you know, and I, I go into that, right? Like, and I do that a lot. I'm going to, like, people are going to hate me, right? That's like a, that's like a huge thing. Um, but if I, but on, on, in China, right, in, in China I don't know why I just said it like that. In China, <laughs> that's a weird In China, <laughs> in China, um, there's a, there's, there was a PBS special called, um, um, what was it called? There's a PBS special that just did a, um, like a whole thing on this. And on YY, for example, there are, like, these contests that happen every six months or every quarter or so, and it's literally who can, like, raise the most money from their chat. And you will have streamers that are standing there screaming at their chat like come on come on what is this like and like a thousand dollars like that's nothing like like that like 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 literally just going ham right like the the difference there is so crazy in China it is completely okay to literally scream at your chat to ask for donations it's expected right like it's it's like totally okay whereas like here in the United States like we have to um we have to like make it um we have to make it like kind of subtle like guys we're 10 subs away from 2000 ho, ho, ho. you know like you know and then like like kind of like like slip it in there any, type of thing yeah any
1: oilers any oilers, any, any
0: oilers and chat any any space princess any tiger owners yeah like that kind of thing like um and uh and there's like j- just like the amount of differences like that are really crazy um and that's just like one example right
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, yeah it's definitely uh, you know a big thing I think one of the big differences you were talking about with VOD content is you know the person who's creating the content has the opportunity to frame it from start to finish for somebody who just hops in whereas with live content you're kind of like you open up a stream there's a, there's a guy sitting in front of a chart there's people on the right that have these weird icons and they're talking about homie healers like what yeah. is going on Devin,
0: I think you're being a little bit hyperbolic with how much difference there is between Asian and U.S. They're not aliens, just slightly different ways of making content. No, you're completely wrong. You don't know anything about what you're talking about. Um, if you do any research across how market, um, market psychology works across these different platforms, I would not be a good marketer in China. Um, like I actually would not. So The, the principles that apply to engaging audiences um, across cultures is vastly different. Uh, th- like so, so like the way that I would the way that I would do this akin is like here's the example, right? What was that U.S. president that did like the 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 thumbs up but was like flipping everybody off in that one culture? Th- 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 can somebody like somebody will know this story? There was like a president getting on a plane and he ended up like flipping everybody off because like he thought that something meant something different. Um, was it Nixon? Yeah, I don't know. Like it's the Trump no. Are we all Zoomers here? Someone has to know
1: this. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay. Nixon let,
1: with the peace sign, that could be it. Yeah.
0: Let's let's do another one, because right, I have the million of these. Because these are literally like one of the easiest things to do. Um, when Hillary Clinton tried to push the reset button with Russia, right? Like, 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 there's there's so many of these examples where it's like even people that understand English across cultures, just like when when you're in a different place, it's just different. It's just different. Like, I, I understand like if you're sitting in your room and you've never traveled anywhere, and like, um. Like, okay, here's I'll I'll give a personal example. Maybe this is like a better one because I guess I'm not – I don't think I've explained this that well. When I landed in Incheon Airport, okay, which is in Korea, um, I was talking like I talk right now. And I looked around and I realized that every single Korean person in Incheon Airport was staring at me. I was at that moment the loudest person in South Korea, obnoxiously loud. They were like, what the fuck? Who is this idiot, right? Like in America, I can, I can talk like that and it's like completely fine because like, like, normally like, my, my, my intonation, like people joked about it in esports because um, they would give me a mic in, in an auditorium for, for, and I would put it down and I'd be like, I'm just going to fucking rap. Like, we're, let's go, right? Because like, like I can speak in a way that projects across it, like an entire room. But in, in Korea, that's fucking obnoxious. So if you if, if I go up to somebody in Korea and I'm like, hey, what's up? You want to buy this thing? And they're like, holy shit! Like right? Like that's not. They're not going to convert in the same way as if I come at someone like that that's like ready for that level of intensity. So like I It is. It's easy to. It's de- it's easy to figure that there isn't that much difference among people. And, and and some psychology like would agree with you where it's like um different like people that make like uh like faces like contempt looks the same across like multiple different languages or like um or like like happiness smiles or things like that right there there is a there is crossover i'm not saying that like they're literally like martians over there but in terms of market psychology it's very very different and like a person that's quite good at marketing to an american audience would not necessarily be good at marketing to um a chinese audience probably will not be
1: yeah i think uh, i think it's a very admirable point you know even if we remove twitch streaming from the equation like the example you mentioned somebody who speaks perfect korean but has never been there you know they travel there you know let alone streaming just trying to interact with people they're going to make a lot of faux pas and confuse some people and get weird looks until they figure out how it works so i think it's right. the same way with um, mm-hmm. you could say that twitch is almost like another country even though we speak english like somebody travels to twitch you know they're like what are these mannerisms like what are you guys talking about Mm -hmm. Um, you know i understand the words that are coming out of your mouth but what do they mean right yeah what is the juice
0: exactly what is the juice yeah exactly it's like and and like it's 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 that it's several of those different um things that compound and then the subconscious decision is like well i'm just not going to engage in this content because it's not native to me right um in the same way that like anybody would be like oh i'm not going to engage with like a pokey video because um i'm just not interested in like watching a cute girl talk to 12 year olds about fortnite right but then there's someone else that's going to be like i would love to do that that that'd be like that'd be like amazing and and so like um there's just like all these different things that like we're literally talking about like why people buy things or why people don't buy things right um and people buy things for a lot of reasons, but largely because of association, like they 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 feel, they 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 feel like they they know like and trust that thing they can identify with it, and if they can't identify with it, it's not it, it's a it's a it's a barrier to to converting them into like a, an active user. And I'm saying that this is a barrier that Twitch has to a huge degree, and probably always will have by virtue of like exactly what hefesta said that that you have to you 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 can't you don't get control over the narrative. Because you don't get to control when the user actually enters the experience.
1: I think um, a really interesting idea, I think my, I don't know if it was Sevetis who said it the other day, mm-hmm. but like having like a custom pre-roll that just says like, hey, this is the stream you're about to watch. This is what we talk about. And like, here are some things you should know to understand the community better. Um, I think it's a small thing from a conceptual perspective, but I think it would do a lot to retaining people that come in the platform for the first time.
0: Wait, what? what would you do? I'm sorry.
1: So I think Sevedis was saying you could have a video that plays if somebody opens a live stream right now, like let's say somebody opens this stream, Mm -hmm. right? You would have a short 30 second video that says like, Hey, this is Devin Nash. We talk about like gaming and business topics. Oh my
0: God. It would be invaluable. I mean, I've said that for offline streams, right? Like where it's like Mm -hmm. you, you hit a page. If I thought about the number of users that have bounced from my page because I'm offline and they have no idea what goes on here and there's no way to know, right? Um, like what are they gonna do? Go into a quick videos and then go into the vods and look at like the first ten minutes of my stream where I'm not even saying like like right? like it's like again, like the cultural problem right like so that, that yeah. could
1: be something that bridges the gap between right, yeah, brand yeah. new people yeah. who don't even know what twitch is to mm-hmm. somebody who's already familiar, like they know the names that they see in the chat, like they know the person that they're talking to, maybe they're subscribing or donating like there's a long there's a long way to get there, and um it's not um. Yeah, I know that someone mentioned channel trailers. Like there's a lot of stuff in the pipeline.
0: Yeah, where is it? Show me.
1: That would be, you know, that would be the kind of thing that does make a difference, right? Like we're kind of glooming and doing here with the percentages, but you know, Twitch needs to start <laughs> rolling some of these things out. Devin is know,
0: an eclectic music channel based on the first twenty minutes. Exactly. Yeah. One hundred percent. No, no, no. I don't want the link. I want the product. Where's the product? I know where the link is. Where's the product? Where is it? Where am I where's the channel showers? Where is it? Yeah, exactly. Physically where is it? It's been six months. where is it okay so so also, like to answer like why this is important like why why is what we were talking about important, okay? because we've already determined through the data what that there is a huge gap between where twitch is supposed to be in its market cycle and where competitors are in its micro, uh, in, in its cycle using using very similar numbers like hours watched okay so We need to figure out why that is. Why is it that there's a three to one hours watched difference on on, on YouTube versus Twitch in in the same time? And so when we discuss an issue like a cultural barrier, that could very easily justify or be part of justifying why that is. Right? So that's why we're discussing these things. Like the, the reason why YouTube is essentially much more accessible and allows for much more growth than Twitch that's why this stuff is important and, and what twitch can do to improve it which which I think um like, like to your point more education on when somebody well, I, I think when somebody joins a stream that experience is extremely important like right now um the entryway into YouTube is the thumbnail and the title of a video right that's your that's your first experience with a video and our our YouTube video right now is doing better than any YouTube video we ever did because we changed the uh the narrative of how people enter it right so so this this YouTube video right now is doing better than any other YouTube video we've ever had um and I think it's just because of the the way that we you know change the thumbnail and change the narrative so there's no way to do that on Twitch realistically I mean I can put up a picture of like a hot girl so it's my thumbnail
1: yeah it's uh it's it's interesting to think about you know let's say a thousand people look at um the twitch homepage. how many of them don't click on anything at all just because the thumbnails don't look interesting
0: Right. right yeah or they just don't they're actually doing something incredibly interesting but they don't look that interesting in that moment
1: yeah yeah exactly just like with uh YouTube thumbnails like you can take any still from that video and throw it up and you know you would have a tiny fraction of the number of people that looked at it because it just seemed more interesting at a glance Okay, so I think one of the things you mentioned was, um, you know, in the product lifecycle, Twitch is not where they need to be in terms of number of monthly users estimated or number of hours watched measured pretty exactly. So based on the growth rate that they have, you would expect them to be much larger than they are today.
0: Okay, so let's, uh, let's do some conclusions on data, right? So conclusions on if Twitch is growing So I think the first conclusion that we reached the earliest right was there's far more broadcasters um, than streamer than or or sorry that's not right the ratio of broadcasters to streamers increased two x in the last three years there's way more broadcasters than there were so that's conclusion number one right. Conclusion number 2 would be in the life cycle of Twitch versus YouTube when comparing watched hours YouTube is 3x ahead of Twitch in the same amount of time is that explained well do you think
1: um i mean you could be more specific you could say you know eight you know since after 8 years of you know Twitch being you know since Twitch launched 8 years ago In the same amount of time, you know, in the same life cycle. I don't know. I guess you're fine. Is that a more articulate way to say it?
0: Yeah, it's kind of complicated.
1: Um, You might have to explain what life cycle means. I don't know. But people on YouTube.
0: Okay. If we compare two of the same points in the product life cycle, this is the only easiest way, of Twitch versus YouTube, when comparing watch hours... YouTube is 3x ahead of Twitch in the same amount of time. hmm mm-hmm. um, The ratio of broadcasters to viewers increased 2x in the last three. Okay. So, um, based on this conclusion, we can say um, there seems to be something. But there is something. Because we're just doing facts right now. Then we'll do, like, conjecture or, like, thoughts. Mm-hmm. There is something holding back Twitch. <laughs> um from growing like other social media platforms before it. I think that's very safe to say. Um, and also, uh, Twitch saw a decline in 2016 and again in 2019 um, in growth. We don't know why that is still. We, we suspect it might be because there's like not a lot of good games, but my problem with that is that when we look at YouTube gaming, that didn't happen. So, so, so YouTube gaming blew right through those in that same time frame, And you would think that if it, if it was an argument of like, there not being enough good games, when you're comparing watched hours to watched hours, you would, you would, you would think that, um, that that doesn't make sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so that's, that's what I think, um, is, is going on there. Um, so, okay. What else are we thinking? In terms of like um, factual conclusions,
1: right? The year-over-year growth rates, um, like the year-over-year growth rate for Twitch today, is not where they need to be in the cycle either. So if they're at, in, sorry, let me reframe that. Mm-hmm. In terms of the number of users have Twitch has, they should be growing faster with the with the number of users um, that they have.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? If they were, you know, the growth rate that we see today is what you would expect if Twitch was already at a billion users. And they're far from
2: it. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And also, another fact, right? And we know this by all of the deep dive Nuzu analysis that Stream Elements and Streamlabs did. So, in quarter one to quarter four of 2019, um, Facebook gaming and YouTube gaming um, grew much faster as live streaming platforms. Than Twitch did, and this is when it counted for total users. So if you just if you just look at the raw percentage growth, um, and you control for obviously because Twitch would grow lo- slower, right, because they have more users, uh, and they're later in their product lifecycle. Um, YouTube and both Facebook and YouTube gaming. I'm not sure about Mixer, but I think Mixer. I don't have like, but maybe Mixer as well um, grew more. And with YouTube with with YouTube gaming uh, actually being the fastest growing live streaming platform right now and there's some there's like a bunch of evidence of this like um you can look at like league of legends right like more people watched league of legends streamed live um for worlds on youtube than they did on twitch it was like a huge thing right that's like really crazy so um these these i think are there any other facts that we're missing
1: i think that's really the the key idea is that youtube twitch is technically growing but not as quickly or to the extent that you would expect them to.
0: Okay, um, and
1: I think one of the yeah. the reason why that's relevant. One of the ideas we talked about in the first conversation was that if Twitch continues to grow at the rate that they are, then we don't expect them to reach, like, we don't th- we don't expect them to become mainstream anytime soon, right? If you think about like, let's imagine they have a hundred million users, mm-hmm. if they grow ten percent every year or twenty percent every year, right? It will take maybe a decade before they reach where like let's say a billion users. I don't mm-hmm. know how many they have this is where the it's a big variable. But let's say if they're if they're at half a billion users, getting to a billion users is going to take longer than it should. Um, at
0: the current trajectory, yeah. And it might so, never happen, right, basically. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent, yeah. Twitch would have to drastically change something to um so, let's do some conjecture about why this is happening so this is like some some thoughts on why why these we've now reached these conclusions everything here is data backed so so we're gonna kind of make some assumptions based on now we're gonna make like conjecture slash assumptions based on like so the first thing I would say is the bandwidth problem right I think that's a very very safe point of conjecture to like of of like assumptions like basically mm-hmm. the bandwidth problem being um uh, for non-partnered streams, uh, a much larger amount of bandwidth is required to consume content. Um, so, 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 to put another way, um, for people with bad internet, uh, majority of the developing world, it's much more difficult to consume Twitch content, right? So, 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 the bandwidth problem, I think, it's it, it's it's super safe.
1: Yeah, okay. you know? I think it's safe to say because. If you imagine a world, let's say that there was no bandwidth problems three years ago, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty much a guarantee that Twitch would be growing faster now. If would they be growing yeah. as fast as they need to be? That's, that's still up for debate. But you could say it would. They would definitely be growing faster if yeah. more people could easily watch streams. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So this is just a problem with. So the first good, like encoding problem, I think, is like it's really really safe to assume, uh, to assume this, and. Um, this is not a problem with other live streaming platforms because they're their servers are already set up to, to be better in these developing countries because they already have that presence there for other reasons, such as like YouTube or Facebook usage or things like that.
1: Right. So, so both of of those platforms already serve video. It's, it's VOD content Yeah. from a a network perspective. Like they've got the network relationships Mm -hmm. with those local ISPs, et cetera, to serve a lot of video content to local users. Um, This is kind of a tangent, but I know that there are some places in the world where you can get a data plan and Facebook is free with your data plan, Yeah. but everything else is paid for, right? Mm -mm. That includes Twitch. You can watch a live stream for free on Facebook, but if you're going to open up Twitch, now you're, you know, watch for an hour and all your data's gone, right?
0: Yeah. Isn't that crazy?
1: So, and I think the sidestep to this is also, um, regardless of the transcodes, it's, um, just having cdns all across the world that are utilized i think they could solve it like we said with amazon mm-hmm. because they already have the cdns in those places but whether they're utilized or not is it another question but just being available well, to watch basically the, is the idea
0: they're 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 completely different though it takes so much less bandwidth to run amazon than it does to run a live encoding so- like right like just to shop around on the internet right like well, like, the, like the, as a simple yeah. example yeah
1: like netflix runs on amazon's network mm-hmm. for serving video so why couldn't Twitch, right?
0: Amazon- And I'm sure
1: they're doing it to some extent, right?
0: Yes, yeah. But but what I'm saying is that the the extent of development in other countries from Amazon to do that may not be as sophisticated as Facebook and Google is because they were yeah. already setting up to build that infrastructure. But, but I don't know, That's it's a guess. It's like, yeah, the, we can't right really now. Yeah, it's getting
1: in the weeds. Like, yeah. Maybe, maybe not, but yeah. they're okay. not there yet is the point.
0: Yep, they're not there yet. Yeah. So bandwidth problem and encoding problem is number one. Um, second is- all these are really hard to sum up, but like a cultural barrier of some kind. So like what I mean by this like cultural, no, actually the way I would word this is high barrier to entry um, for viewers to understand Twitch.
1: You could call it learning curve. That's the common phrase people understand.
0: So high learning curve for viewers to understand Twitch, right? Um, Requires a lot of knowledge of, uh twitch culture um gaming desire to watch gaming um appeal to like hardcore like enough to want to watch video games being played right um different vocabulary do you think it's a safe assumption to see that to say that twitch ap- i don't know if this is the case but that twitch just inherently appeals to a longer a younger audience and i'll justify why i think this in a second um that like we know that the the amount of time it requires to to consume a broadcaster's content is so much longer than a video, so so it appeals to people that have an average of a hundred minutes per day to watch content, right? Do You see what I'm saying? So so like yeah. the, the hours watched are, and we know that we know we know demographically that the vast majority of people on Twitch are
1: really young, right? Yeah, I think the only the main counterpoint here, something I mentioned, um. You can, we can look this up too. How much time do people spend watching like regular TV where they just turn the TV on and watch, you know, you could say that people have time. It's just, I would argue the learning curve is a bigger factor than having time to do it really.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Totally fair.
1: I I think this might be a little bit of a personal bias showing where, you know, obviously someone like you has a lot going on. I mean, I do too, Mm
2: -hmm. but,
1: um, you know, somebody who was working like a pretty typical job like they get home at 5 p.m. a lot of people watch TV um, I'll just Google search real quick how much TV does the average person watch
0: It's like isn't it like six hours or something like that like
1: it's it's almost four hours daily three hours and 58 minutes. people have the time um, to just you know but I think that the time isn't the problem basically. It might be the problem relative to something like YouTube where you can watch something in like 10 minutes on a bus ride or something or an Uber. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, and arguably that's probably where the market share is coming from. I don't, I don't know if the market share for Twitch is coming from TV. Wait, what do yeah, you mean? T- basically, I think ultimately the point is still stands is like the time is a barrier to entry because platforms that have shorter form content just tend to grow more quickly because the fundamental nature of it, you can consume it in almost any setting rather than, um, only being able to consume it when you have a good internet connection. Yeah. When you can sit down for a couple hours. Right. Yeah. Which is more rare than.
0: So how, what what will we, what will we call that? Just like, that's like an accessibility problem, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, accessibility, I would say it's like accessibility of consuming long form content, long form live content. And I would say it's the same problem with any long form content. I mean, a, a common example you could say is like going to see a movie in the theaters. That's something that a lot of people do probably not something you do every day just because it's like, it takes a couple of hours and movies. It. It's them. gotta
0: be like a Friday night where you're not yeah. working things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another really big point on the high learning curve thing is the point that we had about how there's currently no way, um, to like get introduced to a stream. If you, if you hit an offline TV page, right? Like if you're offline and you don't have anything like there, Um first impression. Yeah. There's no there's no way to really um get introduced into a stream, um like via channel pages or uh at the time of this, at the time we're doing this, right? Because supposedly this is supposed to come in. Um but channel pages, like intro video. So like one thing that I think was suggested in chat, or maybe you suggested this, was like what if people let's say that people get like um a pre-roll ad and uh they um instead of a pre-roll ad, it's, like, a 30-second intro into, like, hey, here's what the channel's about. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, that would be, that would be, like, totally insane. Like, really useful compared to... Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, so, it's, like, you don't get a pre-roll ad, and, and, like, we already know that pre-rolls bounce a lot of people, so it's, like, you don't get a pre-roll ad, you get, like, hey, it's Devin, like, uh, this is what I do on this channel. Like, like, welcome. Yeah. That kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Imagine if they... I know that they've talked about the thing where you can eliminate pre-rolls. Imagine if one of the other benefits of eliminating pre-rolls was they showed your own pre-roll instead of an ad. That'd be a huge incentive, right?
0: So when we're saying accessibility of consuming long-form content, um, what we're meaning there is like um, users on Twitch watch a long time um, and need to be in the state of mind or point in life that they can do this um for example if you're going to watch a movie it's two hours devoted time in a theater right it's not exactly the same i don't know that's a weird analogy because like you have to get up and go somewhere like like um you see like you need to have the bandwidth right and you to be able to commit a lot of time to something in one chunk any other like really solid assumptions as to why this is happening? Um,
1: mm.
0: I, I yeah I just don't think like the cultural thing is explainable or solid even though it's probably true. Um, yeah, it's like,
1: learning curve. I mean I think yeah. I don't know if people understand what learning curve is. You can make an you can make a parallel or like a metaphor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like if you're starting a, like a real time strategy game, it's going to be more complicated to learn than teaching someone like tic tac toe. Mm -hmm. which you can do in a few minutes. So, I mean, that's the best example I could think of.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, Mm, I mean, we came. this is like really productive. Like, (laughs) So like we, we figured out that most of this was you. I mean, most of you was crunching the data and figuring this out. And then like, maybe I added like a couple of things here and there, but like, um, I think it was really smart to compare the two points in the, in the life cycle of Twitch and YouTube. Um, and to see where these declines are happening the one thing that i'm really interested in is if this ends up being a head and shoulders which is like um it goes up and down basically that the that the 2015 2016 was a trend um and then we go back up in 2020 and 2021 that's really interesting to me right like like um if if we end up like growing again at but like Mm -mm. even if i guess even if we did grow at like 30 or 40 percent it would still take a really long time to get to like the numbers they should be at
1: um yeah i mean it wouldn't have to be it would have to be like closer to 50 to 100 Mm -hmm. percent it has to be meteoric
0: growth to like to like start getting up into like the competitive numbers so like for twitch to breach into the mainstream audience just doesn't seem realistic
1: um right one of the questions that i think would be useful to answer is, uh-huh. out of the problems that we identified, how many of these problems are intrinsic to live streaming as a medium, and how many of them are to Twitch specifically? Meaning that,
2: uh-huh. is this
1: a problem that Facebook or, or YouTube is going to have? I think one of the points we didn't really talk about is um, like the idea where Facebook and YouTube can f- have an existing audience where people will find the platform, where they can sort of force it to happen by putting it in front of people often enough um, that Twitch doesn't really have. So let's assume, for example, that every platform has the same problems, that they have difficulty serving bandwidth, it's complicated to learn, and um, you just have to set aside a lot of time that people don't have. Well, even if that was true, both YouTube and Facebook can grow more quickly by simply putting live streams in front of existing audiences that they have. Twitch yep. doesn't, have, doesn't have new people to show Twitch to that aren't already on Twitch. Um, I think you might have mentioned like, Okay, sure. Amazon could embed a Twitch stream on Amazon, but I I would argue that they would probably never do this to because I I think it might reduce their conversion rate. Like the page loads slower. Mm-hmm. I think the last time I looked at it, it was like on a product detail page, Amazon converts one out of three people will buy something.
0: Are you serious?
1: It, yeah. Oh my insane. god,
0: that's and, unbelievable.
1: Yeah, um, and anything that they add to it is. Pretty heavily scrutinized, A/B tested, yeah, and measured to measured to determine if it's actually beneficial or not. Mm-hmm. So I, I could see them testing this at some point. Well, they um, are testing. It. I mean, it's on Modern point.
0: Warfare. It's already on their site, right? Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so there there are games that actually feature Twitch streams on them. But um, one important note: they're not embedded; they're click through. So you have to actually click a prompt that acknowledges that you want to watch it, which is a huge difference mm-hmm. between autoplaying it, right? And, oh, and, yeah. and and a reason for that might be um, load times. Cause those are so critically important when you're shopping for something like the, like we oh, have yeah, sure. like load times, like that can affect your bounce rate by like 20, 30% just on its own. If, if something loads like a little bit slower.
1: Yep. know yeah, It's huge. for yeah. E-commerce. Like. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. It's big.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so hmm. yeah, if Amazon had, um, you know, there were some other channels just thinking out loud, um, you've got like, um, like the Amazon app store, if it was bigger, it would be a good vehicle to drive traffic. Um, there's other things you could think of. Oh, there's Kit Boga.
0: Do you think that Twitch's lack of content outside of long-form streams and the terrible VOD system leads to people favoring another platform and staying uh, there for everything and not just streams? Okay, so that's a a, a very technical question, as, as expected by the, the master of technical things. Okay, so Twitch's... What he's really talking about is the amount of time that a user spends on the website. So is Twitch's lack of content outside of Long-form streams, leading people to favor another platform and staying there for everything, not just streams. Okay, so I, so I don't think so because the amount of time that a user spends on Twitch is actually um, longer than anywhere else. So, so, so a single user spending uh, an average of 106 minutes, which I think is the 2019 number, on on um twitch is 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 really long so um so 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 what i'm saying is the problem isn't the length of time that people are spending on the website that that's not the issue the the problem is getting users here in the first place that's the right way to say this once you have them it seems like we can keep them but but the problem is uh there is and i think a lot of it comes down to the accessibility and learning curve that like it is so so hard to get a user to become endemic to the platform like why, why converting a user from a a person because like let's just let's just think for a second about like the life cycle of a person right so okay you've got you've got a people all right first they have to be interested in video games they have to play video games. A lot of people are gonna say IRL, whatever, whatever. But like like, it, like it's too it's too new to like really like make that um distinction. It's still a smart part of the website. They have to play can you mute if you're typing? It's, it's oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So like like but I want you to contribute. Like please talk if you have something to add. Like yeah. Um they have to play video games. Um and they probably have to play video games a lot, right? Um, enough that they wanna watch it. Then once they do that, um, either at a high level or comedic value entertainment. And then on top of that, they have to to some extent understand lingo, emojis, memes, etc. Right? So, what I'm saying is the the onboarding process to bring a user onto this website. Look what just happened, okay? Like look what's going on in my chat right now. Right? The huge, the huge nose raid and then a bunch of people posting a cat with glowing eyes, okay? Like a 65-year-old grandma would look at this right now and be like, what the hell is going on, right? Like the accessibility that you need to have, the understanding that you need to have of this culture and these memes to figure out like what's going on right now, um, it's, it, it's a lot. It takes a lot of education to get here. It's really confusing to a new user. Whereas on, because, and here's the reason why, right? It's because that user is entering into the life cycle at a random time, okay? So for a YouTube video, you always start at zero, 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 0, So the beginning of the narrative is always defined by the beginning of the YouTube video. Like, imagine if you had to start a YouTube video at 17 minutes into a one-hour discussion if YouTube just forced you to do that. It would be really hard to do, right? Like, you just entered this chat. And so like, and so you don't have necessarily have all the context into like the discussion that we were just going over for the last like two hours. And so case in point, the issue is that the amount of work that you have to do basically, a stream has to be accessible enough somehow that a user coming in at any moment, right, can understand it. And, and, and so as a live streaming platform, it's so much harder to convert a user that doesn't understand all of that and keep up with it. And another example I would use is like, if you look at a game like League of Legends, right? I played League of Legends to the extent that like, I could coach it. I coached Team Dignitas. I was actually a League of Legends coach. But if I um, went into the game today and I tried to help people be better at it, it would be very hard for me to do because there's so much that's changed. There's like new bushes, there's new dragons, there's like new skins. I don't even know what some of the champions do, right? It's like to, to, to consist, and this I think leads to games like decline as well, is like to, to consistently fi- like figure out what the culture is doing requires a huge amount of um, consistent attention, you know? And that's why we see like 106 minutes of the average engagement in, 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 the, in, like, a, in like a user because they're like taking all that time, that invested time to understand this stuff. And so, yes, I do think it contributes to why React people do so well because if you can – so, like, if you look at, like, Kit Boga's stream, it would take me, I don't know, a much shorter amount of time to understand what's going on on that stream than it would for, for to come into this stream in the middle of a heavy talk about Twitch growth and statistics and understand what's going on here the amount of endemic knowledge that you have to have to follow this conversation is much higher. Thus, the the viewer count is much lower. That might be a good way to describe it.
1: I think the the other part of the question that is probably worth looking into is not just the amount of time that someone spends consuming one piece of content, let's say a single Twitch stream or a single YouTube video, but also how much time do they spend over the course of the day on their platform? Mm -hmm. The reason I mention that is, I think a common statistic is like, people look at their phone probably dozens or hundreds of times per day. Yeah, so they're looking at it for like a moment, but if you add them all up, you could say, Oh, well, people spend, you know, X hours per day on their phone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'd, I'd argue that's, that would be an interesting thing to find out is while we are pretty sure that people spend more time on a single Twitch stream at a time than a single YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In terms yeah. of market share for attention, when we talk about out of 24 hours in the day, where do people spend their time? It'd be interesting to know how much of that 24 hours on average is on YouTube versus um, on Twitch. Does that make sense?
0: No, the everything up until the very last part.
1: So if if you've got 24 hours in a day, you might have one person that spends like 100 minutes watching a single Twitch stream yeah. once during that day. You might have another person that spends, you know, in 10-minute chunks, they watch 20 YouTube videos that day at different times. Right. So...
0: Well, my point, a, sorry, yeah. my point earlier was that, that that fact is huge. That's 10 creators that a person was exposed to and, and benefited versus one earlier. But yeah, keep mm-hmm. going.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that's, I think the root of Bowie's question, and this is why I'm bringing it up, is mm-hmm. if you talk about keeping people on the platform, right? Keeping people on the platform is still a concern because... Well,
0: it's the number one concern of all social media websites. Right, right. how long can we keep someone on you the know d- yeah.
1: despite the fact that twitch has had the highest average let's say for an individual piece of content
2: mm-hmm.
1: right people are still spending you know 22 of their hours doing other things now some of those are pretty obvious like eating or sleeping or going to work
2: mm-hmm.
1: but they're still consuming other entertainment most likely and um you know of course that's an average so then there's also people that don't even make it that far to the average and yeah. the question is why and what could be done to change that
0: so so essentially how would we keep people longer on
1: the website? Yeah, so well, like I think the example he was he was hinting at is like if you have something like Facebook where you might watch a live stream when you have a like moment an hour but to then, then you can go right watch. back and see what your friends are yeah. doing or things. So so look, so Twitch meme, has tried
0: this, this update, for years, yeah. right? So so Twitch tried this with the there was a channel feature where you could post news. The idea that was what the buddy system was about. So between, like, 2015 and 2017, Twitch tried to make it their focus to make Twitch more of a social website, right? Um, so, so, like, the idea was that this would be a place that you could just go to for content and you could stay. And all that was – like, so that was why the buddy system was implemented, the friend system, the whisper system. That's why the, the channel news system was implemented. All that stuff was for that purpose. But it all failed. Um, people could wouldn't use Twitch as like a social media platform. So the obvious way, I think, to increase user retention on the website is two ways. One is um, very simply and, and just blatantly, obviously, um, a clip system that basically works exactly the same as Reddit. So mm-hmm. um, like it, you go to twitch.tv slash clips, you see the highest upvoted clips of the day. Um and you go through them, and this also doubles as an ability to find um broadcasters as well.
1: Yeah, I think um my two cents on it is pretty subjective. Is um yeah that the reason why social features probably didn't work is because people weren't people weren't already engaging with the content in that way as far as I could tell, and the reason why I think something like you know a recommendation system for clips or something would work is because we know that people already do consume the content in they already consume that content through other platforms so like a growth strategy for twitch could be you know let's look at all the ways that people consume the content off platform and then do that on our platform
0: wait i don't understand at all what do you mean
1: so for example if we know that people are consuming twitch content on reddit in the form of clips let's try to bring that attention in-house somehow through a discovery system right Um, But you could take that to the next level and you could find other ways that people consume Twitch content. Uh If there are, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's the only popular one right now, but that could change in the future. Um, As long as they're paying attention to how people consume Twitch content, they could essentially emulate it and bring it in-house. If you think about it from a bigger picture, this is kind of why YouTube and Facebook are launching live streaming platforms because you could see that they can see from their own data OK, somebody goes from where, you know, Facebook knows where they're sending traffic from their platform. If they see a lot of their traffic is going to Twitch, then it begs the question, you know, what Why if we did we something like that like this? And keep yeah. people on the platform? I don't like, think every that every was the someone...
0: I don't know if that was the impetus towards it. I don't know if it was like a data driven decision to that extent. I think like um, they probably looked ahead at the at this as a medium of content and wanted to own it. Similar to like mm-hmm. podcasting or like 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 live streaming is the same as like uh, like podcasting or article writing or like it's a form of communication that I think, but mm-hmm. well, yeah, they would want to own. But I understand what you're saying.
1: The, yeah, the clips, basically. Systems, yeah, good. Twitch could think the same way in the sense of how are people why are people leaving the platform or why are people on other platforms when they could be here.
0: Well, I think they did do that, but they weren't able to start a they they, they weren't able to like th- they haven't been able to cross that barrier to being a social network and there's no reason to believe that they can and i think a big fundamental reason for that is they didn't train their users from the ground up to do it if that makes sense so so like um you you, you don't go to twitch to post updates about your life or even talk about your life does that make well, sense like like it's not it's not yeah. the same as like yeah mm-hmm.
1: i think the point i want to make is not that it's fundamentally the specific choices in terms of you have social features or not It's more about how do people spend their time? So a simple, another example I could give you besides the clips recommendation system is um, something they're starting to do with watch parties, right? Like how do people spend their day consuming content? Well, some people will watch videos on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Amazon probably has statistics that show on average, what's the average watch time of a user on Amazon video? Mm -hmm. And they could probably say, well, if they were on Twitch, they could consume more Amazon video content because we know the average is higher. So that could be an impetus for watch parties. I don't know. The the point is not necessarily just to look at what other platforms are doing, but it's more to look at where are your own users um, consuming your own content off platform. Right?
0: Yeah. So you're, you're saying like, well, but the reason why I kind of think these are one and the same is because mm -hmm. um, the whole impetus of social networks Is the idea that people like to spend their time socially, share their life, interact with each other, but they wanna do that with a lower barrier of entry? So we're gonna get a little bit like philosophical here, but like Mm -hmm. this is like, so the whole reason why tech works, okay, like why the tech revolution happened over the last 10 years is accessibility, it's time saving right? Uber exists because it's easier to do, to get in an Uber than it is to take a taxi than it is to have your own car on and on and on, right? Everything. If you look at every technological innovation that we have, it's because it saves time straight up, right? It's, it makes, it makes something that had a higher barrier of entry to do more accessible. Everything that we do is that every successful tech company is that, um, so social networks, what they did was they made literally a, a fundamental aspect of being human, which is interacting with other people, Sharing, um, sharing examples that, like back and forth of your life, taking pictures, romantic relationships, dating apps, things like that. All that became more accessible and easier to do than leaving your house, um, going to a bar, meeting somebody, or getting a group of friends. So social, I, like my point being, like tying this back, I think it's the same thing. It's that like if you want to explore why users aren't using your website uh, to, to, to this degree, the reason is because... Well, fundamentally, Twitch is missing something that is, like, a fundamental part of, like, the human experience. Like, there's no way to share, as a viewer, your own life, like, with people. You can chat, kind of, right? But, like, there's no place for someone to go and see about you. It's not fundamentally a social mm-hmm. network. So, so, so what I'm saying is, like, Twitch identified this in 2015 and tried to start taking steps to empower users to do that, right? They improved the profile options. They did the, the things that I mentioned previously. Uh, and it didn't mm-hmm. work. Because, because they didn't inherently train their user from the beginning to actually understand to do that. Whereas on Facebook, like, the very first thing you do when you're onboarded onto Facebook is, hey, um, c- uh, create a profile. Who are you? What's your age? What, what do you look like? Upload a picture, right? It's like, it's like that kind of stuff. So, um, but for Twitch, it's like, hey, what's your email? And, and then what's, what username do you want? Okay, go now, and now go watch this stuff. Mm-hmm. There, there's no there's no sense of identity on the platform for an individual and that's critical because that sense of identity is what carried all these other people's growth
1: yeah for sure mm-hmm. um, one one thing that's kind of leapfrogged from there that would be interesting but I don't believe the data is out there is if we look at discord for example right yeah it's easy to give you it's easy to say for example why couldn't the twitch social features be discord in 2012 I, they had the engineers they bought curse
0: they bought curse they tried they literally did this like this is the thing I'm telling you like in 2015 sure. there was an initi- there was a huge initiative by twitch to to turn this into a they knew this like I'm not the first person to think this like like right. the, like the executives at twitch they knew this and they bought curse for exactly this reason curse at the time was like trying to build like the social gaming network but for whatever reason it fell through I think twitch employees would tell you that it was poorly implemented that like that like the 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 um M&A between the companies like that they couldn't they they couldn't make it work. Um but like Discord and Discord's actually a great example, right? Discord came through and obliterated um everybody. Like what is Discord's how many total users does Discord have right now?
1: I don't know. I don't I don't think they post numbers.
0: It's it's but we know it to be some insane number. Right. Right? Like 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 um just like you you've heard around the um if anyone knows post it up because that'd be very productive but like i know it's a very very high number the point being that discord hmm. D- discord
1: interesting what um so games industry.biz article from that's actually pretty reliable. yeah say, they say they have 250 million users
0: okay At, so. wait but but define user total user people that have registered an account um, active users what does that mean
1: I'll send you a link. I think it's total users because I don't see qualifiers on it. Total
0: users so is not that productive of a. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, and how long has Discord been around?
1: Let's see. Four years.
0: Yeah. I mean, shit. <laughs> it's like. And, and so, and so why, right? Well, because yeah. Discord is solving a, a social problem and Twitch isn't.
1: Well, actually, they do clarify that.
0: Give me just a sec. You can just. Uh, take a
1: look at this. All right, um, so real quick, chat. The They are talking about monthly active users. That means that somebody signs into Discord at least once in a month, every month on average. Um, but to be specific, they're talking about 250 million total users with 56 million monthly active users. So it's you know still pretty impressive, but um, uh, the point is that there's a difference between total users and people that regularly log into the website um let's see are there questions in chat um yep only four years so check the article to be sure i mean i'm pretty sure it's accurate it's a good source yep Arzan, you got it 56 million uniques they don't have a (laughs) price. um i think Devin can probably talk about this but um curse had a run of updates it was really bad Hmm. discord covered into better Um, So just some quick points from chat that could be interesting to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, One point that someone brought up was, you know, path to profitability for Discord. And another question that someone had was um, they mentioned that Curse had apparently had some bad updates that Discord basically capitalized on to Mm -hmm. essentially grow off of their failure.
0: The profitability argument with Discord doesn't matter because look at Amazon. Amazon wasn't profitable for like 10 years and then just immediately exploded. So um, this this is a good topic as long as you have users you can monetize them the the biggest barrier to entry to monetizing a product is ua it's user acquisition so so once you have a user engaging with your platform that's key that's why the cost per acquisition of users is so high in tech and the final issue for marketers in tech is acquiring users so it, it it's uh, the that's not to take away from the fact that like a a Skype Type model seems to have been unsuccessful as of yet in monetizing, but the sophistication of data now is way higher than when we were trying to monetize Skype. So the the uh, my point is like the the sort of conversion point for when Discord can start to monetize um, is easier than, than it was before, because all that data and all those users doing things is worth something. And, and, and there's a, there's a way to do it. Um, yeah.
1: I think the simple That's answer is basically if you have users on your platform that are there's inherent value
0: in that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you
1: there's value because you have their attention. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, so to clarify in the data point earlier, they had 250 million users total. Yeah. 56 million monthly active users. Okay. So the fact that somebody is returning every month and looking at Discord means that you have their attention. And any you know anybody can tell you that attention is kind of the currency of advertising and uh-huh. essentially making money online. So the reason why Facebook makes a lot of money is people spend a lot of time on Facebook. They convert that time and attention into advertising. That's how Facebook makes money. Uh-huh. Um, The challenge I think that Discord might have is it's not obvious like what type of advertising or what type of monetization will eventually work. That's why –
0: so the answer to this has been done before, right? Sorry to interrupt, but like the literal answer is a CPM system because then the market determines for you what the – what's valuable. Sure. Yeah. I think what Mm -hmm. what I'm
1: specifically talking about is um, like, for example, if if we have a site like Facebook or Google – You can try out different ways to display ads. You can put like a banner. You could do a search result ad based on the keyword someone types in. On Facebook, you can do demographic targeting and show it as part of the newsfeed. There isn't like an obvious place right now where Discord could show you an ad. Um, And, you know, there's probably people that work at Discord that have great ideas. But I think from a user perspective, if you suddenly saw an ad, where would you expect it to be? And is it somewhere where you could actually engage with it? I mean, Ultimately, I think it will be a CPM system. What like you said, people will bid against each other mm-hmm. to um, to essentially appear in front of people. But what that looks like is I think still up for question. Is it like a YouTube video CPM system? Is it like an AdWords CPM system? Is it like Facebook? Is it going to be like Twitch, where you just give them a big check and you cross your fingers? <laughs> you know, it's it's still to be determined. I think that's the main challenge that they have. You
0: don't think um, that there are places to put ads in on Discord?
2: Um.
0: I definitely I mean, think there is. So, so it could be like yeah. so. Most obnoxiously, right? It could be like one in every fifty messages could just pop up because Discord already does this. They send you like uh, admins notices, like uh, via um, spaces in chat. So if you're if you're in like a general chat, fifty messages go by and it's an ad, or five hundred, do, do, do whatever, do whatever number you, you can do. Yeah, um, that that might be one. Another one might be. um Right, right now on servers in the top left, um, there's like a really like big place to uh, – top left or top right, um, there's a banner right now that is an ad. It says, Hi Nitro Subscriber. You get three months of Xbox Game Pass and then claim and goes directly to a link. So there's, mm-hmm. there's tons of calls to action that a CPM system, I think, could be put into um reddit was able to implement ads pretty successfully without too much annoyance by just making the ad look like a reddit post um and i'm basically what i would suggest is that discord just make it look like a discord post and, and then, and then yeah. just say sponsored on it i think this would be very successful but like I, I, what i'm saying is like Hephaestus, Hephaestus keyed in on my key point here initially which is that if you have attention you've got the value that's really the final issue. It really is. Like, it, it doesn't matter how you got that attention. It doesn't matter how much you spent to invest. There are tons of tech unicorns that are not profitable. Lime is not profitable, okay? Lyft is not profitable. Uber is not profitable. Uber, literally in Uber's S1, says we may never be profitable, right? But that is not how, like, valuations of tech companies have changed because valuations are so dependent, on, 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 because they're so data-driven now. Um, there are so many companies that are tech companies that are not profitable now, because but they have the user base and that their their entire valuation is de- like Discord will never stop raising money. They don't even need to be profitable. And, and like I'm I'm a person that sits here a lot when we're talking stocks and stuff on this stream, and I say that I wish companies were profitable, and I invest in companies that are profitable. But the I, personally, but like the fact of the matter is, Discord could do ten more series c d e f g h i j k l m n o p like they could, they can keep going right and everybody mm-hmm. will value it because of the users they have
1: i think the ultimate point though was um in the long term it, you know are we going to see something like a WeWork where they have users but their expenses are so out of control that you know while they are generating revenue
0: hold it, on we work had it, tons of other problems that's not why that yeah, it, yeah. Like, yeah work was literally run by a sorry. by a, 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 site, a crazy CEO that like was buying like airplanes. And shit, like, that's like, a, like, yeah, well, like yeah, that's not a good. <laughs> i like, Basically, what you're saying I mean, is like, our expense is, is going to get to the extent that it's going to shut down the 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 company. The answer is no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the answer is well, definitely not.
1: Do we know that for the future?
0: I mean, unless Jason Citron goes freaking crazy and decides like, well, the greatest idea for Discord would be to buy, like have every user get set in a private plane. Like, I don't know. Like, he'd have to do some nutty thing that's like fundamental from the um from like the uh a fundamental divergence from like what Discord does now. It would be it would have to be drastically different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Right. Okay, I think we're going to kind of tune the weeds on this question. Mm-hmm. The point is, you know, having the user and having the attention is kind of the key to profitability and it's up yep. to the individual companies to figure out how to execute on it. That's correct. Long-term.
0: Yeah. But, but 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 critically also, you don't need to figure it out in any soon time frame. And, and and Uber is like Uber and companies like that are proof of it, right? Like basic Uber's Uber's buy is like we have the users, so when automated cars come in, then we're gonna be good, well, that could be twenty years, right? like that like for legislation to shake out and for all the tech mm-hmm. to be perfect and everything like that. But people are investing in that possibility right now and, and, and the company is able to hold itself up on on that fact right so so this is um this is what I'm saying is like the the profitability and we could like tie this back to Twitch if we want, which is like twitch is doing fine. No, that's a bad example. Yeah, we should stick to that cuz cuz Twitch has other different methods of monetization. So, like um but the way I would tie it back is I would say like there's other ways to get value from users that Twitch is like ignore like not doing yet, like that like it was true for every single platform. But that doesn't matter that much. Like um the, the key point is the number of users. The key point for me is that Twitch is not going to go mainstream. I think that's like a huge, huge thing that came from this right. it's a really big deal.
1: Um, one, yeah. one of the fall, one of the things to follow up on that, I don't know if the data's out there, but would be useful for this conversation is if we could look at some of the Chinese life live, live stream platforms, mm-hmm. which we suspect. I think we suspect that some of those are actually bigger than Twitch. Right? So if someone said not
0: suspects, yeah. They are okay, well, but I but it's know. but, so it's, but it's disingenuous it. because there are so many more users so so for example, like um if the if the total exposure of twitch is like Europe and the United States right mm-hmm. and China has one point three billion people it's it's like it's understandable that more of those users are gonna use yeah
1: well, it, well like, I think the point is the point is more to say about like. Live streaming as a fundamental medium, because I think there's two problems that we're talking about here. One is problems that Twitch uniquely has, and the other one is problems that live streaming platforms in general have. Mm-hmm. So things like things like bandwidth, learning curves, and accessibility. Accessibility, especially, right? Long live form content doesn't really matter where you're watching; it's still long live form content. Um, but the the point I was trying to make is just that if we can show that let's say Chinese live streaming platforms over their life cycle are growing more quickly and have the capability oh. of, you know, keeping users engaged, then that tells us that
0: it's not you know, fundamental those, to live streaming as a medium.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause that tells, cause those same Chinese users, they could be watching the Chinese equivalent of YouTube. They could be looking at WeChat, like they could be doing other things with their time. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're choosing to consume a live stream rather than the other things tells us that the medium is not, um, the intrinsic problem with Twitch.
0: Yeah. We can't know that. Um, there's no way to get Chinese numbers.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's basically, there's no reason why we couldn't hypothetically, but I think it, what you mean is practically, there's no like,
0: wait, how would you even do it? We, we could have no, like China's not going to, well, how are we going to do that? There's, there's not even like a website that talks about what, chinese numbers are on on, like it's completely let
1: me me give an example so the same way that you can look at every twitch chat and you can count how many people are signed into a twitch chat and post messages you can you can safely say okay there must be at least this many users on twitch obviously there's people that never chat there's people that don't even have accounts but you can say you know if on twitch right now there were you know a million unique chat messages in the last hour from different people which must have at least a million users. You do the same thing for the Chinese platforms and sit in their chats.
0: Oh, because you're saying you just take the, what what I'm saying is like um, some huge percentage of those users are apparently like, so that's assuming that you, that China reports viewers the same way that we do. That's the problem.
1: Yeah. And to be clear, I'm not saying like, you look at the viewer accounts, you look at unique people like actually writing a message out in chat. Just like right now,
2: Mm -hmm. just like right now, Mm -hmm. if we
1: counted up, like in the last ten minutes, how many people posted a unique chat message? The number you would get would probably be lower than the number of concurrent viewers, but you would know that okay. Like right now, there are at least ten people that have posted a unique message in the last ten minutes. Right. So we know you have at least ten viewers right. probably. Yeah.
2: In <laughs> the same way, you
1: could look at you could look at China. And you could you could give a floor to it, and then you could measure that floor over time, and you could figure out a growth trend. So some of these sites that are like. Um, Um, I don't know if Twitch metrics or Sully Gnome track the number of people that chat, but they could. So hypothetically, you could get Chinese numbers, but obviously it's much more difficult because they don't report the viewer counts um, Mm -hmm. the same way.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, Yeah. So I, I think basically the point there is if other platforms can prove that live streaming can go mainstream, then the, problems that Twitch has are fundamental to Twitch rather than live streaming as a medium.
0: But you're saying we can't say that for sure right now?
1: Um, We can't say that for sure, just because the only comparison we have are Chinese streaming websites. And the numbers that we get from them are questionable. Yeah. Um, But you know, assuming that somebody did set up a way to measure it, and they could, um, you could answer this question objectively.
0: Yeah, but we can't, so we can't. <laughs> like, like I understand we what you're saying. We haven't yet. Yeah. Like, well, if, if, if well if another if way to do I it is to people... give live streaming another two or three years on Facebook and YouTube, because yeah. if, if you do that, then you can just you can gain. You, you have enough of like a you have enough of like a a long tail on the data that you can show what what the growth is doing compared to. Right. Yeah. Compared so, to Twitch. So
1: basically. So, like, one of the things you could think about is if this time next year, let's say YouTube has twice the market share, they go from 20 to 40%, mm-hmm. that tells you that they either A, the amount of people watching live streams didn't grow at all, and they still doubled, or B, they brought in more people to watch live streams, and probably more than doubled. And if they could double what the number of users that they have now... Um, you know, are they outpacing Twitch in the same product lifecycle? Right. It's, I don't yes. think it's hard to say. I have a problem with some of these platforms that are built on top of like YouTube and Facebook. Like, you can't really make direct comparison for product lifecycle because they're feeding off the same user base that they already have with a new type of content. Um, but it's safe I, I, to in say so far that as
0: a live streaming, well, well, in a way you can because like first like like one argument there is like a user is a user. And the second argument is that um, let's say that it, we would still consider a person that's watching a YouTube video but doesn't watch live streams as non-endemic. So, so, so converting a person – because they're, they're just not endem- – they're not naturally watching live streams. So once they do go watch live streams, they become endemic. So like if they're – like it might be easier to convert them because that user exists on that platform already. It is easier. But I don't think that necessarily discounts like the value of that growth. Do You see what I'm saying?
1: Um, I I would argue the the only reason it does this, it could discount it, Mm -hmm. is because how did that person run across a live stream? Was it because YouTube decided to show it to them and they have a lot of people? It it doesn't matter
0: because at at some point before that user would not have consumed the live stream, and now they will. So you've converted a user irregardless
1: um i think that's true if we think about live streaming as a medium but what i'm talking about is twitch doesn't really have the same opportunity to present live streams to people that have never considered watching one in the same way that facebook or youtube does like they have to go out and
0: just because they already live on the platform like
1: like if you want a new person to watch a twitch stream you have to go somewhere that's not twitch and put yourself in front of them right if you want a new person to watch a youtube stream then you can decide as youtube okay the algorithm will now show a live stream as a second option on your home page and, and statistically just because it's the second thing that people see people will click on it even if they had no intention of watching a live stream and some of them will stick around because it was interesting but they, they were never actively looking for a live stream does that make sense
0: It makes perfect sense. It's just like I don't, I don't, I don't see why there's a distinction between that and like Twitch pulling a user from like the street and then changing them into an endemic viewer.
1: Um, yeah, I I guess there really isn't a fundamental difference. I think it's more prescriptive. Like if we were saying Twitch ought to do X, Y, and Z, I can't say that. You know, Twitch ought to have a pre-existing user base that they can put. Yeah, in yeah, in, of course. Like oh, that'd
0: be great. Like, it'd be, it'd be fantastic if Twitch had 1 billion users somewhere that they, you know, and like, I'm sure Mixer is thinking the same thing, which is like yeah. Mixer might be the best example of this because Mixer has the users, but the users aren't endemic. So it's like to mm-hmm. convert. So like imagine converting a person that uses Windows 10 to watching Shroud. You have all the ability to call to action, right? You own the platform. You own Microsoft. You you, you own Windows. But mm-hmm. how are? You, but if you put if we right now sent a message to everybody that uses Windows 10 that said, "Hey, Shroud is live," which Microsoft in theory has the power to do, right? Like it would not work. It would like the vast majority of people would not convert on it. And and, right. and so 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 that's so Mixer has the exact same problem that Twitch does. It's like if Mixer wants to bring in a new user, there's not an existing user base to to, to activate on that.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so, I, so the I the think, uh, yeah, the problem of conversion with Endemics is the same. That's
1: yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> let's take a step back and we kind of running against the, my heart stop. Okay. Um I think we've kind of identified some key data points that indicate why Twitch isn't growing as quickly as it should. Yep. There are some ideas that we've written that communicate like why we think that's happening. I don't think there's like an objective numerical answer you can point to for any one of these things. Um besides really bandwidth, I think is pretty objective. Like yeah, if they fix this problem, then more people will watch, period. Like mm-hmm. no one will really disagree with this. Yeah. Um, um, I think a good example I was I was gonna mention when we were talking about it is let's say that you were in like a, an African country and you wanted to be the Fortnite, you want to be the ninja of Kenya.
2: Mm-hmm. Like you
1: even if you were the best Fortnite player in Kenya and you spoke the I think they actually speak English, but let's say they had a different language. Um, and if you spoke that language and you streamed, like, you just – even if people wanted to watch you, they just couldn't. They can't,
0: yeah. And this is actually a really um, – this is very clear in, like uh, – so some, some some of, the like, the really productive things to do is just just take this example out and, and, and expand it into the real world, right? So, like, if you – uh look at the number of people how many people in third world countries could have been scientists could have been educators could have been people that cured diseases right they they have the they have the mental capacity to do it they just can't get there because they're but like uh one of the biggest things that keeps people poor is communities just just the infrastructure of communities they're not sufficient enough to support that kind of thing so so like in the same way if the infrastructure of the twitch community is not sufficient enough to support people consuming it then you're not going to get users And I, that's, that's probably, and that's, that's a problem that Facebook and YouTube anticipated and Twitch maybe came in too fast or whatever the problem was to fix it.
1: Oh yeah. It's publicly viewable.
0: So I will post this in subscriber chat and then we'll post it in the, uh, in the general chat uh, after that later. So on discord, which is this link and I'll stay around for a bit to answer questions about this. Um, But yeah, like I think overall super, super incredible job on your part by by coming up with like the places where we can actually make these comparisons. Um understanding and, and kind of crunching through this data isn't easy because there's so many there's so many data points to control for just on based on the inherent difference between these websites. So so like you like YouTube is not like Twitch, but if you take like a common variable like watchtowers, you can start to see uh similarities. And, and so I think this is like really, really productive and I think it was also um just overall super good. I really mm-hmm. appreciate you taking the time to um, to do this.
1: Yeah, happy yeah. to do this. Um, one one point we didn't really talk about, but it, it could be relevant to the conversation if people are thinking is where was the world in the context of YouTube, like over the course of that growth, mm-hmm. right? We had things like mobile devices becoming more popular. We had things like internet usage expanding across the world, mm-hmm. right? Um, in the same context of Twitch, you know, the growth of high-speed internet enabled live streaming to even be possible yes and maybe in the maybe in the future one of the you know one of the limitations we talked about for for live stream platforms in general is the bandwidth problem Mm -hmm. that that will improve as things like 5g and things like that roll out so we can expect that one of the sources of growth for live streaming platforms in the future across the board will be improvements in internet speed um but whether that's enough to carry them to the mainstream is a different question
0: Yeah, and also we can assume that Twitch can do some things to make the learning curve less for, um, like, these are kind of classic problems that some games have, like EVE Online or, like, games that have, like, a really high barrier to entry because they're just, like, a high learning curve to get into them. There are things that on the developer side you can do to um, solve these problems, like, for example, a channel page, right, that can get, like, users to understand something very quickly. Um, Man, that alone, I think, would be such a huge thing. Um, the, like not not particularly an offline thing like they're implementing now, but if you could replace pre-roll ads with a 15 second intro, hey, this is Devin Nash. I um, you're about to watch a stream. I'm probably covering some gaming meta news or we're doing some silly stuff. Join in, we'd love to have you. That would that w- alone would would decrease the bounce rate so much, right? Like so, there are like there are solutions to all these problems that Twitch can do and can think about.
1: You yep, it's, yeah. it's going to be an interesting future and we'll keep an eye on over the next few years.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this with me, man. And maybe we can do this again for another platform or for some other interesting question we come up with.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds good. Thanks, man. I'm yeah. Head out. Yeah. Appreciate it. Claps It'll for be, Hephaestus.
0: Um, That's Hephaestus, um, longtime member of our community, fe- put together all this data. I'm going to share this with you guys at uh, um, on the Discord right now, and uh, it's going to be in the subscriber chat. It'll be in the general chat probably after the show. I'm just doing this so that people, you know, give a little bit of it to the sub. So please, a special thanks for um, Hephaestus, and Hephaestus, thank you so much for coming out, man. Hephaestus Hephaestus did some, like, really incredible work, and I think we reached some great conclusions on it, too. The biggest takeaway for me was that Twitch is not likely to become a mainstream platform, maybe ever, but that there are ways to fix this. I think even if you did fix it, like, just the growth, it's, like, it's so hard, but you could really make some big improvements in it if you are Twitch. And I think there's like a lot of insights in the, the work that we just did to show, to show that, right? Like um, if Twitch just took a couple of uh, – the big, big thing is um, the learning curve. Man, that's a big thing. That's a huge thing. If, um, if that intro video would fix so much and, – and the reason why I'm like so passionate about this is just – I just remember when I was doing e-commerce, I would set up websites, and I'd make a small change to the website – And the bounce rate would like decrease like 15% or increase like 15%. And when I say bounce rate, what I mean is like a person coming onto the website and leaving after like five or 10 seconds. Like I I can't imagine how valuable it would be for somebody to click my stream. And I'm like, Hey guys, this is Devin Nash. What's up? You're on my stream for the first time. I'm super happy you're here. I talk about gaming meta stuff so we talk about everything to do with the gaming industry with business and self improvement i would love for you to be here i have this discord um come check us out we're probably talking right now about something that has to do with um with the industry or we might be just talking about something silly but come in and say hi like something like that so powerful so so powerful it would be absolutely amazing to get somebody introduced rather than somebody coming in and like having to do so much work to uptake into like what this is and um especially like if we are covering some crazy thing like this where it's like we're like literally somebody can come into the stream and they can be like, in the, when I'm in the middle of like, okay, well we see the watch time here is like 1,752, like, and you have to be like, well, what the hell is going on? Like, I have no idea. That'd be so, so, so valuable. So there are like big cultural updates that Twitch could do to fix this. Um, I'm sure the bandwidth problem is already being done by people that are smarter than me. And the social network problem has already been tried. And to some extent that's always gonna be a barrier in, in Twitch. But this is the first. I, I I reached a lot of insights today that I, I hadn't reached before. This is the first time that I realized the social network problem on Twitch. That's a very big thing, and it's something I'm going to be bringing up more often later. That's 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 a, that's a really big deal. Twitch not being a social network and not being a place where people can kind of like, there, there's there's an actual fundamental aspect of being human that's missing from from Twitch, and is always going to be missing as long as people can't interact together in the same way that they can on like Facebook or even LinkedIn or anything like that, like, or discord, like all these tech, all these other platforms, they have this ability to have this meteoric growth because they have that social component and Twitch couldn't make that work in 2015. And maybe there was, um, maybe there was a point in time where Twitch had the opportunity to do that. Maybe it was like, and I think if they did, it was like 2015 to 2017 when they bought Curse, when they tried the friends list, when they tried all those notifications, when they tried to make social, like they tried to make it more like a newsfeed. There was like a period of time where Twitch had the ability to be a social network, and that might have been like a really critical fork in the road for them. And 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 now that they they can't do that. Maybe it wasn't possible. Maybe no amount of implementation would have made it possible. I feel like Twitch had the opportunity to be the next Discord with curse. But something happened, and I don't have enough insight to figure that out. But the the um the number one thing that Twitch could do right now that would increase the feeling of like social a social platform if they wanted to capitalize on this very simply like so I'll draw it. Like I think it's like really, really easy to explain, right? You create a page. Um, here you have clips. Each one of these is a clip, just like Reddit. You have upvotes and downvotes for each one, and so like for this one, you can say the number of upvotes or downvotes. So it's like twenty k, and then maybe you have like views. So a little dude on his clip, there's like a little thumbnail, and like obviously like the 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 title um then on this side of the page with this real estate you have comments so when you click on a clip here you get a list of comments that people can post yeah people are saying it's literally lsf that's right yes yeah it is like so you post comments here about the clips and so now you just make this twitch.tv slash clips right so these get automatically submitted People upvote them based on what uh, or downvote them based on like you know th- what they like. And then you see interactive comments that everybody can post on. And it's already from their Twitch accounts. And then there's an option like you could even put a call to action, which is like follow the streamer, like right here, for example, or something like this. And you would do everything. You'd increase the amount of time that a user is on the website. Simultaneously, you would increase the discoverability of smaller streamers. You would do it completely endemic to the platform, so the conversion would be a lot higher than Reddit is.